Blog Talk Radio. particular song right here is dedicated to the black woman, and it doesn't pertain to all black women. Some of y'all disrespect yourself because you don't know who you are in the first place. This is out of common respect for all women, period. Well, uh, like this song, yo. I'm quite single, and occasionally I mingle. But aside from all the rest, she sparks my interest. No, ma'am, I don't know you. Just offering the common respect, I still I owe you. Also, some conversation, companionship, common ground, and common sense. There's no such thing as coincidence. And me finding you here, and I really hate screaming in your ear. So some other time, okay? I waited this day. Hello, this is Kylie Joe from a couple of days ago. You sound tired. Forgive me if I've called you too late. But what better time to relate my state? What could I begin? Has anyone ever told you got beautiful skin, you're more than welcome, what do you decide within, I just want to be, there's no need for titles on you and me, those are limitations, living and learning are our only obligations, equality, honesty, independence, intelligence, emotion and devotion, humbly seeking to hear God when he's speaking, at one time my mind just couldn't conceive, a woman had to dress a certain way to believe, but in the same breath, uh, allow me to say that if you believe, young lady, you wouldn't dress that way, and I was attracted to your class. I couldn't see all your ass And I was very content You deserved every compliment Now, remember how indifferences make us the same You gotta have a game Well, you ain't even gonna be able to take care of yourself huh? And love, when I look at you I see my reflection So I offer my love, affection, and protection Shout it You dead fine But the bottom line is You still my sister I say you're mine Bigger than my you again on Marietta, downtown Atlanta, checking your long legs, got me smirking, fixed me dinner one night, candles lit, kinda thought you was slick in the beginning, but it turned out you wouldn't lie, look me in my eye, I listened, sucked it up, pushed on, we made amends, both sides click, true friends, since then, years and gone by, brought a baby girl into this world, made our parents grand folks, household with no pope, took care of ye, you, me, when she got put out on the curb, than the skin on the back of my hand through the thick and thin we can win beautiful black The music loud or stabs cold, but on a scale of one to ten, you were twelve. I chose up over jail and hell, originally from ATL. Compatible souls come together under bad weather to discuss this trust amongst the so-called good in every one man. 
How I wish this was true I deal with facts on land Already I'm clone man While I sang the blues With there's only one God That watches over our every step I need his help When I'm walking Looking for the right female I can't tell sometimes They tell me the devil's coming Humble in his approach Spontaneous with the game He crossed the naive Of a girl falling for the okay Let the pistol smoke The one who live by Die by Example of how relationships Can be I rose the sight Taking a chance, they crapping out Not like today, boy. I lost one of my best lips. Not your thick lips, no animal fat implants. Wide low, this started working at the FO. 19 years old, work more, for weight and gold. But it was all my fault, so don't cry, I will stand. If down the line I want you back, and if your land ain't mutual, just promise me you'll find a humane. It's about some business Hope she found what hope was looking for Like a dream of my end I wanted to be more than friends Beautiful black skin Yo, this is a public announcement. Man, I'm so Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for love. Listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? You are now rocking with the best. What's up? It's Coach Kyrie, and we are in the building tonight. And you heard what they said in the announcement. They said we are highly funded, but definitely unofficial. <laughs> so unofficial and so non-governmental. But we monitor this extraterrestrial activity on the planet. And sometimes it seems like it's foreign for men to lead and women to follow. You know? And I want to know, you know, what's up with that? Why, why is that? Um, the other night we had this conversation about the same topic, and a lot of things got brought to the surface. I don't know if you're even familiar, because I wasn't even about the testosterone level and what happens when women start feminizing men. And then they start with this conversation about, well, I can be masculine sometimes, or I need to be masculine, or, you know, just all these other different kinds of things. 
reasons why I need to be masculine. And then they hear the word man leads, and it just sets them off. What do you mean? That means I got to follow. I got to submit. Do I have to be some type of slave or something? No. Following does not have to be slavery. So I decided to read the book. So there's a book called Man Leads by Ro Kutno. And it is an amazing read. It's like a guidebook. Like I knew I had to work on my own personal leadership skills a couple of years ago. And like I strive to do that all the time. And in any situation I'm in, I'm the leader. But I also worship women. I worship women all the time. But I can worship women while being the leader. Now, that's contrary to some opinion. And um, that's what, another reason why the show has to be done, because a lot of women think that if he leads, he's going to be abusive. And a lot of men think if I worship her, then I'm going to be a sucker. And I don't understand how that works, how both of these things go together. So tonight we're going to get into it. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. All you got to do is press 1 to get in on some of this. I see some hands going up already. 347-205-9089. I want to hear what you got to say. You know, as the show goes on tonight, it's going to get juicy, I promise you. So post this on your page, please. Post this on your Instagram. Post this on your Twitter. Post it on your Pinterest. Take the picture that you saw and please share it. I need it. Please, please, please. All right? I need that. Okie dokie. Let me see who this first caller is. Caller from the 951-374. What's happening? Who's on the air? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, Coach? This is Big Ben. How you doing, sir? Oh, man. You know what it is, baby. We're getting ready to get this party started right tonight, early and often. Oh, oh yeah, Coach. I had to tune in. You know, you, you rescheduled it. Uh, I'm going to be the pen and pad, you know, sitting back in the cut, trying to get some of this knowledge and trying to uh, contribute if I can. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the council of uh, wisdom from everybody, you know, even if we disagree, uh, you know, we're all bringing something to the table, and that that needs to be acknowledged. And uh, I'll, I'll shout this out real quick to uh, your co-host. Is Beauty Queen going to be on that tonight, Coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's going to be here. Okay. I just like to say to her, you know, hey, hey, darling, even though the first two days, first two times we interacted, I don't don't feel that there's any uh, animosity. Um, we just we all here trying to learn, because uh, coach on some real stuff. I just heard uh, show that you were, you were on the other day, and the other the other people they they ain't what the conscious community is about. We all trying to bring something to the table, and the cast was talking about some of your perspectives. I don't think they understood it. I don't think they it's understood okay. them. And they, it's okay. Look, look, I, 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 I know it's okay. I know it's okay, coach. But you, you, you gotta know you got some cats riding for you too, because we understand what, you, what you're trying to bring to the table. Well, I appreciate that, brother. I'm definitely, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put some families together. I'm trying, I ain't, I ain't with all that. Let's keep going to court, back and forth, and every time we turn around, somebody's in court. So that's not where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Let's do some magic. Let's get some agendas and some roles and proper government straight in the house, and then we can go on and do something. So let me get this show started, big brother, and uh, we're gonna all talk right, in a man. minute. All right, cool. appreciate it, Lord. You too. Peace. 
Hey, that's why y'all can't miss one of these. You can't miss it when it says Coach Kyrie, Coach Kyrie Radio, because I'm bringing that taboo subject. Some people say, oh, I don't want to follow that, yada, yada, yada. Man, listen, you got to listen to the advantages. Listen to the advantages. So, without further ado, I got to go ahead and step in and get this thing rolling. So, y'all just sit back, get your paper and your pen. I don't know if you're going to drink no bone farm or nothing, but we're getting ready to go in, so... Let's get it. Tonight's topic is, do men know how to lead and can women follow? So I got to give you some background on the topic. So years ago, probably a lot of my listeners know that I was a major uh, player in part in the building of the progressive love movement over with Juju Mama. Uh, big shout outs to Kenya Stevens, Hakashimu, and my man Rakim Sekou, and the gender harmonics. And which is the foundation, you know, um, growth is the purpose, everything else is a result. But the gender roles, um, there are eight of them. There are four males and four females. And the four males is the monk, the leader, the soldier, and the negotiator. And the four complements to that are the visionary. These are all the feminine lane. Visionary, the follower, and the nurturer slash conservationist and the lover. And each of these, all of us have all eight of these qualities in us, but some of them are more dominant than others. And to have successful relationships in the home and repair and rebuild the horrific numbers that we're putting up for divorce rates as a family, it is a must that the roles be identified, encouraged, and practiced on a continual basis, and I fully, fully, fully support that. So me, I was, I'm a monk by nature due to my birthday, and monks normally have weak leadership skills. We like kind of organizing, but we're not that accountable or we're not, you know, good at being responsible for making, making sure things happen when they're supposed to happen. So it took me about over two years, like even to today, I'm always noticing what can I do to improve upon my leadership skills. And, you know, any one of these areas that a person is weak in, they just need to focus on improving in that. And a lot of people, um, a lot of women are natural nurturers and maybe natural visionaries, but expressing it is a totally different thing. But in my research and my experience in coaching people, I've seen that the big one of the the, the the two big areas for the men that they are weak is the leading role and the monk role. I call it the missing monk syndrome. And tonight we're going to be talking about why men leading is so important. So a couple of weeks ago or maybe a couple of months ago, I forgot where I was going. I was going to a jazz festival down here in Atlanta. And I was at the Midtown Martyr Station minding my business. Now, you know how the universe operates with me. And I'm sitting outside the, um, waiting on the shuttle bus to come to take me down to Piedmont Park for the festival. And, I mean, this gorgeous woman walks out. Oh, and she is looking so fine. But not just a regular fine, classy fine. And she was just exuding, like, really hot sexual energy. She was just, I mean, in person. She wasn't too tall. She wasn't too short. But I just liked her whole stilo, and I was like, man, 
she is bad. And I was like, should you say something to her? And I was like, man, you got to say something to her. You know, just go ahead, man. You know, don't say nothing ignorant or repugnant. But the conversation got started, and she came back. And I think she reached in her bag and pulled out her book. And she says, I'm an author. And I was like, really? What is, the, you know, what's the book? And she was like, man leaves. And I was like, oh, my God. The last four years of my life or five years with progressive love is all about men being leaders. But when you say men being leaders, some women think the word follower is a dirty word. I ain't following no man. I ain't following. Why I got to follow? Why I got to follow? That's a curse word. What you mean? What you mean? And here is a woman has written a book called Man Leads. We had a short conversation, and I asked her to talk about my radio program. And then I hunted her down, hunted her down on Instagram, just trying to, and, and on Facebook and looking for her. And tonight I have and can report success. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. So tonight, without further ado, I want to just let you all know that I have the author of Man Leaves. Not only is she just an, an, an author, she's also an educator like myself. I'm an educator, she's an educator. I'm an author and she's an author, but her book is already written and published. So Kyrie, she's also an inspiration to me to get my book done. I got a couple of books, in, you know, in the in the on the shelf, but that are waiting to come out. But her and just her style of doing things is just so magnificent. I'm so happy that she is here tonight, and she's bringing all that sex appeal. It's just amazing to me that she's going to be on the air with me tonight, help as my guest and my stand-in co-host until the beauty queen gets here. I am just, whew, I'm just fantastically ready for this type of thing to happen. If any of you have not read the bio, well, not the bio, but the introduction, um, this whole thing is about I've always been a proponent of men leading and women following ever since the roles were defined by my friends over at Juju Mama and the Progressive Love Movement. I feel that man is supposed to be and is built to be the leader and is accountable for things being taken care of in the house so his woman can be the generator and magnet. And I'm going to explain a little bit tonight as well about those roles scientifically. Well, lately I've been reading a new book called Man Leads by Ro Cutno, and it's all about the benefits of men leading, and she has gathered research from over a 1,000 men all over the world. Tonight, in our efforts here at the Cosmic Love Trip, we're going to talk about roles and specifically leading and following. Are they necessary? Who should be leading and what are the advantages of having and knowing roles? Does leading mean the boss? Does follower mean slave? Well, tonight we're going to get into that much more. Buckle your seatbelt. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. Press 1 if you got a comment, question, or feedback anywhere throughout the show. But right now we're getting ready to get it in. Please put your hands together for my friend and yours. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's up, beautiful queen? I told you I was gonna spoil you tonight. You talking about you've been on shows before. You ain't never done it like Coach K does it, baby. 
Okay, thank you. Thanks for my introduction. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, you like that? You like that? Yeah, it was nice. I got more where that came from. <laughs> and look, with all of that fanfare I gave her, y'all ain't heard nothing yet. So, I mean, like that. don't let that little giggle, her sounding real soft and everything, don't let that fool you now. We had a very <laughs> spirited conversation earlier today getting to know one another earlier for this show, and I can tell we're going to have many, many more, you know, um, but I've had fun with her thus far in our interactions, and I'm sure we're going to have fun tonight. What do you think, Ro? You think we're going to have fun tonight? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? What you what you think about? Are you ready to ride on the cosmic love trip? Yeah, let's go. Do you have questions? Where where, where do we start? Oh man, no problem, no problem. Well, first of all, I want my audience to like get a feel. They know they know my story. You know, I'm come I come from a divorce home. I was a latchkey kid, and I feel that communications is the number one uh, thing that basically destroyed my parents relationship because my father didn't have the management skills and the communicate he he could talk but he didn't know how to communicate with women and um his more was with the iron fist technique than it was subtle conversation and science and scientific he was really really old school and i swore to myself when i was little that i was not going to go through those same relationship hang-ups as he did and what I saw because the next generation was much more important to me and I wanted to make sure that no matter what it took, I wanted to be prepared to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, and a better example for the children and the people that came behind me. So right. people know pe- people know my story. I want to know if an extraterrestrial came down and said, who is Ro Cutno and what is she doing writing a book called Man Leads. You know, where's her authority? How does she get to write Man Leads? It's no no male co-author. It's a female talking about Man Leads. So could you please tell, because I do have some extraterrestrials listening. I have people calling in from Andromeda and the Sirius Constellation like quite often, and they do catch the downloads. So can you, you know, tell my listening audience who you are, where you're from, a little bit about yourself, and then what led you to writing this magnificent piece of work? Well, actually, my parents are extremely traditional and have been. Um, and both of them are from New Orleans, although I was born in, in California. My dad um, grew up in a very privileged situation where he, his family worked as staff on a plantation in Louisiana. And he was born there and lived there until he went to college. But there were servants everywhere, and he believed that that plantation and those servants were um, belonged to his family. The actual owner was a man whose second home was this plantation. So there were no other family members on this plantation except for my dad and his family and all of the servants there raised him and all of the the family members there raised him in a really, really close-knit community and situation and family. When my dad married my mother, she, um, my mother is naturally timid and naturally feminine, extremely feminine. And coming from the background that my dad did, he 
has an automatic leadership role everywhere that he goes. And he wanted his children to have a privileged childhood the way that he did, but he didn't have the money to provide that. So his way of providing a privileged childhood to us was to have our mother stay home. And watching the dynamics between my parents as our mother stayed home and my dad busted his but to take care of seven children that they had together. Um, there was nothing but harmony. My dad is one of the most gentle leaders I have ever witnessed. And there is an extreme amount of grace and respect that goes be- that would go between us and him and he and my mom growing up. And we didn't ever once see our parents have an argument. And outside of our home, you know, in the 70s, we saw, you know, some turmoil everywhere outside of our home within relationships. As I got older, um, I, I saw that more and more. But my parents' marriage stayed the same. It had the same peace and harmony. And there was always this dynamic where my dad was the leader and my mom was the follower. But. I witnessed her get everything she wanted, and it is an obvious um, dance to me between man and woman when it comes to a relationship of leading and following. And there is no possible way that if my mother tried to lead that my father would follow. (laughs) Um, As I... You know, I pay very close attention to my parents and my family and all people around me. I realize now that I'm just a natural sociologist. And um, that led me to wanting to raise my children in a multilingual way. Both of my daughters speak four languages, and I speak five languages now. And this journey has led me to become actually the number one, the world's only multilinguistic childhood acquisition expert in the world. Um, And this is because, probably because I didn't have any fear of, I didn't have any fear of, like, what, what could happen if I decided to step out and do something that was new. And, um, my husband and I decided to raise our daughters multilingual, and it grew into a private school in Atlanta where, you know, we had such hopes and dreams for all of the students that came to our school. And I learned so much about culture and language along the way. But one of the things that the cultures that I didn't understand so much was the black American culture. You know, my upbringing was not similar to the average black American culture. So the parents of my students were black Americans. And the amount of complaining and the amount of stress and the amount of looking for problems was amazing to me. I had to learn that this is a normal thing for in these people's homes. My students would come to work, would come to school, and they were not able to get their work done because of stress at home. And eventually a lot of the Um, parents would separate or get divorces, and all of my staff members in my school for eight years were from another country. It was a requirement that our teachers came 
from another country to pass their language directly to our students. Not one of the teachers in the entire eight years that I owned my school had a problem or an argument or a separation with their husbands or with their wives. Not one. Meanwhile, all of the black American families that were work that that um, came to our school, they were almost all having problems. So it was a complete opposite. You know, they would drop their children off, there were problems. When they would leave, it was there were no problems. There were there was peace in the school. When they came to pick their children back up, there were problems again. And this was for eight years. And mm-hmm. I couldn't I I needed to find out why. When when I couldn't take the complaining and the stress of the mothers and the um, and how much turmoil they would bring to the school. After eight years, I decided that I needed to divorce them. I felt like they were treating me like they did treat their husbands at home and didn't see any other way to help my students at that point but to write a book that they could use in order to have a manual on how to actually have a harmonious family based on the types of families that their teachers had. And their teachers were from Morocco, Japan, China, South America, several different parts of Africa, the Caribbean, you name it. As long as these, and we did not have, you know, our English teacher was from America, and she was one long teacher, and all of the other teachers, they were from other countries. And the amount of peace that, that, that they have, is like nothing you see on TV. There was, is, there's no similarity. And in every single one of these relationships, the man leads and the woman follows. So that's where I started. And, you know, we use our connections with our school and our backgrounds in culture and language to connect with a thousand different men from all over the world. And we interviewed those men, sometimes remotely and sometimes within their countries, with the help of everyone and their translation um, abilities. And these were very specific types of men that we interviewed. They must have had to come from extremely healthy families. And if their wives were not affectionate towards them in the presence of myself or one of my assistants, we would not count we would not interview them because a woman can fake affection during sex but a woman cannot fake affection will not provide affection to a husband that she does not like so we required that if the wife be actually affectionate towards a man in a non-sexual way and that the husband come from generations and generations of married couples And from those men, we created a manual. How do they live? What are their habits? What do their women do that keeps them devoted? How much time do they spend with their children? What is the interaction that they practice when they do spend time with their children? And it was fascinating. What I like like about, (laughs) oh, trust me, I'm, I'm hanging right now. Like, I'm flipping through the book. You know, I'm already in the, like, I'm already in third gear already, but I'm just chilling. What I really like is the fact that just just the, 
what I like about what you're saying is what I like about you overall and how the universe is playing this out. Like when I told you earlier today, I created you. Like in my mind, I've been saying once you get out of the United States and you look at the divorce rate, like I'm a proponent of the system that they have in India is most relationships are based on astrology. The children are placed together based on their right. birthday, and their divorce rate is less than 5%. We don't care, right. and we right. don't ask nothing about the birthdays or go consult a professional astrologer, and then we use the terms like, quote-unquote, fall in love, and then right. they right. think, you know, I've been married four times, or, you know, there's never any real in-depth look at what systems. So astrology isn't the only system you went to, cultural systems and said let me go find some place where there's success at and one of my brothers Hakeem Bay says nothing succeed like nothing succeeds like success and if you model right, yourself right. after success you have no choice but to be successful why do you think people exactly. pay all of this money to be mentored or go shoot around the golf with Tiger Woods you're not going to be in the masters but your swing will improve if you play 18 holes of golf with Tiger Woods or if you get to be in a room or eat lunch with a Donald Trump. So that's why I was like, she's done her homework. I don't even want to talk to people who haven't done their homework. And I know earlier today I was sharing something with you when you was like, Kaya, that's a little rough. Well, I feel like I'm a lifeguard. And when a lifeguard sees someone drowning, he or she doesn't necessarily is not necessarily afforded the leisure of coming out there being gentle with them. Like I can blow the whistle and say, get away from there, come back in, and things like that. That's a showing of grace. But we're at a time Mm -hmm. due to our numbers of what our divorce rates are, what our domestic violence numbers are, that we are reaching a critical mass where to me is like if you want to talk caveman language, then I need to speak caveman language in order to save you. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. I agree with you. We are at a really critical point. And I think people are sleeping at the wheel or people are tired and busy and entertaining themselves with whatever entertainment they can find and unaware that we are at a very critical point. And I like to explain to women that men are talking to each other about what they're going to do about things between women and men. And women are not part part of this conversation. Modern, westernized women. And when I say that, I'm referring to women who are affected by modern American culture. Let's be clear here. Those are people (laughs) who are, those are people who are in Canada, Australia, England, America, and Sometimes it refers to Europe, but not so much because it mostly affects people who speak English because they can gather information from our culture through language. So when I refer to modern westernized women, I'm referring to people who generally speak English or model themselves after American culture. And all of our history post-feminism Um when you look at these women, they are completely unaware that men are having serious conversations with each other about 
not trying with them anymore. About giving up, and men are tired of the uh, men don't want to get divorces. Men don't want their families to not work out, but there's because the world is getting smaller and the internet is connecting people, and people are coming from universities to live here and to stay here. People work here in financial industries and in anything else you can think of. From all over the world, we are mixed more than ever before. And men are getting a glimpse at how women are from other cultures. This is the end if westernized women don't get it together. But the other factor is that western men, American men, black and white, are attracted to American women not just by the look, but by the sound, by the language, the fact that we speak a common language, and by smell. So American men want to work it out with westernized American women. They want their, that's, this is their first choice, but they're not willing to deal with emasculation anymore. And that is a huge factor. Emasculation is a very broad word. <laughs> now, 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 Ro, Ro, I'm gonna yes. tell you, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be your roving reporter in the streets because I talk. Eighty-five percent of my clientele and probably most of my listeners are female, and I have so okay. many of, so many of them who say they give me these, these three or four accounts as to why, oh, men aren't available because they, they're messing with. You know they're they're homosexuals and they're messing with uh, women outside of their race and I ain't got no, I, I ain't got no time for that. I'm just telling you what they're telling me, Ro. Listen, okay, I didn't say it was true. this is the reality. Just, this is this is the reality. If you are looking at your city or your state, it is a very huge possibility that there are not enough men there. But if you're looking at the entire country, there's enough good men, and that needs to be defined but there are enough good men for every woman to get one. You don't need two men. (laughs) But women have pushed men to not want to deal with them. This is serious. We don't have this example on TV or in film where men are saying, I don't want to deal with women. What we have is a representation of the black or American man on TV who just wants to use women for sex and not call back. But the reality is even good men are having sex with women as a last result because they don't want to deal with women, and that's why they're not calling back. Whoa. That's the real reason why they're not calling back. Women demand. I'm sorry? I was just going to say now, Nobody, nobody put me up on that game. You put me up on. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, well, this is what I, this is what I hear from men, and it's really interesting when we get down to the d- dynamics because when I start to talk about modern Westernized women, and because of the fact that I am a brown-skinned American lady, people think that I'm talking about black women. I'm not talking about black women. I'm talking about all American women. Bother men. So the cheating would not be the the alleged cheating that we call cheating. We would not have all these problems if women were not bothering and upsetting and depleting men 
Men are tired. American men are tired of American women, and they are doing everything they can to keep their families together. They care about family way more than the media likes to portray. Men have an, an, an extremely interesting affinity and obsession with their children that the media does not show. And but when men leave their families, when good men leave their families, it's because they're trying to preserve themselves with the last bit of manhood that they have in order to continue to protect and provide for their families as much as they possibly can because a man needs his testosterone level to be high in order to feel good and to be successful. And when women are constantly trying to be the man in a relationship and take up his space in a relationship, this moves the man to a position where he either is going to become the woman or leave. And when he becomes the woman, he has emotionally left also. So there's a science to this. We need to learn that there's a science to this. Men don't change. Men are not different than they were in 1662. They're the same. It's women who are expecting men to adjust. You know. My callers are blowing up the line tonight. Look, I mean now. Now, you know, earlier when I talked to you, I said, honey, we're going to talk a little bit, then we're going to open the lines up. Well, I did tell them if they wanted to speak to you or they had comments, questions, or feedback, to press 1 and to call in, 347-205-9089. They're calling in, and they lighten the lines up already. And I, as a leader, I have a plan. Like, Okay. Hold on, hold on, no, no. I'm talking to my audience now. Because... <laughs> Ro knows I have a plan, and you all know how I like to stir the pot up. I haven't even, we're just into the introduction part. She's just introducing herself. I haven't even thrown the first slow pitch to her. Like, I ain't even really got to the juiciness yet. And the lines, these ladies want to talk to you, and maybe some men want to talk to you. So even before, because I told you it would be a strong chance that you're going to have to come back. Because I haven't even, this is my show. This is my, I'm the HNIC. And I'm going to get to my questions, but I love my audience, and I love Let's live go. radio. Woo. So what I'm, going to, <laughs> what I'm going to do, and this is another thing, audience, because I'm going to, I'm going to let y'all get in. I see y'all. I see the 951. I see the Skype call. I see a Menti, 757-404. I see y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. But I just wanted to let you know that one of the reasons, and I told Ro this, that I really like her being on my show is because she is as passionate as Kair is about this subject of repairing family, okay? So I know we're going to have some dialogue tonight. Might even get heated. That's okay. That's okay. I got all that covered. We ain't worried about that. Express yourself. Everybody knows they have the floor to be creative, right and left brain, and speak. But I know I brought an expert. I always bring an expert who can handle their own. So what I'm going to do real quick is play a quick song because I want people to, you know, get ready, and I'm going to go see who everybody is so I can just put, put your names in the queue. So I'm going to be right back in about two minutes and ten seconds. Everybody just hold okay. on, and we'll be right okay. back. Worldwide. 
And if you do tweet about us, please give them the call-in number, 347-205-9089. Say, I totally agree with what she's saying, or she's loony, or whatever you want to say. Coach is crazy. He's lost it. But make sure you use the hashtag manleads. You go over to Amazon, you can get the book. I got mine. I got home. Um, I'm reading mine. I'm on page 41. So it's not like I'm trying to tell you. And it's not even about, let's just sell a lot of books. You need this. You need this as a guide, all right? You need this as a guide. Like, this isn't how she makes her. She's not going to lose her mortgage if she doesn't sell books. She didn't like, Coach, help me come on here. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that this is something. This is some good reading. It's easy, easy read. It's big print. Like, I'm flipping through it quickly. After the show's over, I'm laying in the bed. I, 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 I may finish. I'm going to do at least 150 pages tonight, okay, easily, because it's just very well written, and I can really hear the author as it goes. But please check out the website, Bookmark It. Are you ready to get to this first caller? Yeah. All right. Uh, calling in from Skype, I got my man Joe. Joe, what's happening? Where are you calling from tonight? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm calling from Montana. I want to tell the author that I happen to agree with what she's saying, and it's refreshing to have an author, especially a female author, not point fingers at men. I kind of expected to hear, well, you know, men should lead, and but you've got to be a particular type of leader for the woman to follow, otherwise you're not going to be a real type of man. Now, I'm also glad she interviewed people from across um, different stripes, uh, black, white, right. and maybe even Asian. I can tell you that uh, white men are leaving America for Asian women. Yeah, and that women, men in general, are backing out of dating. Uh, I wouldn't say emasculation, as you had said a few minutes ago, but I would say that we find women with this "I'm strong and independent" crap as being um, a little bit too obstinate. Every time it's um, there's a conversation, if I say it rains, nope, it's sunny out. If I say it's sunny, no, it's raining out, and it could be the mm-hmm. same day. So it's um it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Dating is a pain yeah. in the freaking ass. Yeah. And women like to confuse this um this alleged strength. Women are confused. You know, we have been buying into the idea that women have to be have this masculine strength. Since the beginning of World War Two there was a com- campaign to get women to start working. And this idea that we have been fed in America teaches women that we don't need men. This is a, an actual campaign. It started with World War II, and it moved into the feminist movement. Well, but, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even call it the feminist movement. I would call it the neo-feminist movement, the uh, hijacked right, feminist right, movement. Right, right, right. Because you pro- I forgot the name of the author who wrote The Feminine Mystique. What's the name of that author? I'm not sure. Well, she's the one that started. Betty Friedan, that's who. What she's is the it? One, yeah, she's the one that started it all, and all she wanted to do was just let women know you have choices. Just go out into the and workplace. And that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. But women have decided that they're going to attempt to be men, and not understanding that trying to be a man robs you of your femininity, and right. that your true power comes through your femininity. Sit down so that a man can stand up and be a leader. Um, okay, we can get into the roles later, I guess. Um, well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm saying. I know what you mean. Where all the gentlemen went. The well, gentlemen but, yeah. are not going to stand up and open the door when you keep grabbing the door. Well, again, that's that's something else. But all what I was trying to say, and which you've um, you know uh, brought to this particular show, which I've never been on before, I just came in because of the topic was that men are tired of women either trying to be men or definitely pointing fingers at men for saying, well, you should have done this. 
you know. Yes. And I'm strong when I feel like being strong, and I'm weak when I feel like being weak, and you should know the difference. And right. men are just saying, look, I didn't go get my master's or become an entrepreneur to handle your bullshit. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that, it is that drastic. It is that drastic. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, excuse me for a second, uh, Ro. I want to ask Joe a question. We've never met. I love his energy and his authenticity, but... I'm going to ask him something that I was explaining today, and I think Joe may be able to help me with this. I don't know if he's ever heard this example, but you're really, like, feeling my energy when I really tell tell people, men, Joe, what do you think about this statement? I, as a man, will not and don't want to deal with a woman who's putting on her psychic penis, and she wants to have a dick-swinging contest against me. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Well, that's about basically the theme of your particular co-host tonight, you know. Of course, we want women to be, no, we have no qualms whatsoever about women being strong, independent, and even in leadership roles. Give me a Xena, okay? I have no problem if she's smarter than I am, if she's better at certain um, activities than I am for me to follow her. That's not the problem. The problem is women becoming um, very adept at certain things, and then when they become that adept, they still want men to surpass their particular abilities. Even though mm-hmm. they've been striving for decades to become equal, they still want a man to be more powerful, more intelligent, more intuitive, and we're just saying, hey, look, <laughs> I'm tired of trying to live up to your fantasy of what a superhero should be. Right. Get it, get, either get it together or get lost. <laughs> <laughs> And, well, and, and once again, well, I just want to – I'm, I'm sorry, let me, make this last, let me make this last point. Joe really expresses something that I always say, and a lot of women think it's more complicated than this. But men, we want peace. We don't want to come home like when we're out in the streets, if I got to compete um, against Joe for a million-dollar contract or for a job or for a 50-yard dash or in a race or something like that, then that's what me and Joe do. We compete. But when I come home, I want peace. And I think, and I'm going to, I'm a strong proponent that if a man does step out or if a man does say, beat it, I don't want to be around you, it's because he doesn't want to be impeded in his search for peace. What do you think about that, Joe? Now, you just touched something which is extremely important to me. I've been saying for years that women cannot stand harmony. They are the architects of their own yes. self-destruction. Men, men do want peace, okay? Women can't tolerate it. They want drama, and they want action. I've been okay, talking to men and women for the last 20 years. Okay, okay? So westernized women, mm-hmm. because there are very peaceful women in very peaceful relationships that lead it like that in, in Europe. Asia. In Asia and Africa and Europe and South America. <laughs> Not yet, because uh, I've said this on other shows, and people who know me, West, the Western industrialized woman is so brainwashed by her romantic fantasies, which is, which is to me is female pornography, okay? The Disneyland, the Cinderella, the romantic, uh, the knight in shining armor, all that crap, okay? Mm-hmm. Men are in the 20th century. We do not have dragons to slay. We want to go to work, come home, have peace, harmony, like the host said. 
We want a yeah. woman by our side for us to support her and for her to mm-hmm. support us. I don't want to mm-hmm. compete with a fucking excuse me with a freaking female. You want to <laughs> compete? Join the join the army. That's true. Well, you know, this is a normal conversation between men. This is how it sounds. It's this direct and it's this bold. And most women cannot accept this type of conversation because there's an immediate defense when men start to say what they will accept and what they won't accept. I I have to explain to women in, in a way that they can understand that men are feeling depleted not just emotionally or mentally, men ha- men feel a testosterone plummet and experience a testosterone plummet with their woman being dramatic and negative and complaining and causing turmoil within the home. This causes men to feel and be lacking in testosterone. This is a you mean that physically? Uh, yes. You do. So the, the, number oh, okay. that, the number one thing that quickly, now there are several factors that changes a man's testosterone level. A lot of them can be environmental, many things. But the number one thing that will quickly improve or decrease a man's testosterone level is the treatment of his particular woman. And this is why men this is the, the dialogue that men don't have to verbally explain to women what's happening to them. You know what the but, other... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have to explain to women that you are literally causing your man to feel bankrupt when it comes to his testosterone, and he needs it in order to continue to feel masculine and enough to be successful and happy and virile and to be able to protect and to provide. And that's everything that... You know, men don't require much. Men, well. need to, men need to feel masculine, and they need to have peace. This is the ultimate um, goal here. Okay. Is I'm going to agree with about 90% of what you said, but I'm not going to agree with the roles. You probably will get into that later on in the show with the host. I don't believe that a man has a role or a woman should have a role. I don't care about leading. That puts a burden on me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you like what I'm going to do, if you like who I am, then you can be with me. You well, you know like- what? That's an approach. That's an approach, sir. But honestly, what it, because of the nature of women, because of the nature of women, if there are no boundaries, women, because we act on emotions, all of us do, if there are no boundaries, and if there is no leader, we seek a leader, whether it be a girlfriend or a pastor or Oprah or, in, or anybody else, we seek a leader to give us boundaries, and it creates problems in our relationship. The, well, man, okay. has be, the man has to be the leader because women naturally are seeking one. Well, then, if they want me to be the leader by natural means, fine. But I'm not going to put myself uh, into that position where I'm going to lead, I'm going to look to make sure that she's following you're either with me or you're not. I know who I am. I know where I'm headed. I know what I've done. Um, and I know how I treat the woman who treats me right. Now, if a woman can't conform to that, if she wants to go follow, get her own subconscious leader someplace else, I'll give you the cat fear. Goodbye. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not competing, okay? Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to put that burden on me. 
All right. Well, you know, competing competing goes into the category of emasculation. You well, know? okay, that's uh, I don't never felt emasculated, but I have I have felt uh, tired and worn out, and I'm te- and well, I've dealt with it. <laughs> that's, that's how you feel when you're emasculated, worn no, out, depleted. All right, all right. You feel like you're you're losing some of your testosterone, and it makes you feel worn out. But there are several different forms of emasculation, and um, we're not always aware of each of them. All right, that's your particular viewpoint. Okay. <laughs> um, I've never, again, felt emasculated. I never felt that a woman succeeded in grabbing my nuts and putting them in the pickle jar. But I do know that there have been women who have tried through being obstinate, playing games, and I, like I said, I've dealt with it. So um, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to be a leader the way that um, tra- the tradition demands that I be a leader. I'm going to be me. And the woman who wants to be with me, cool, because then you will be treated properly, just like I expect you to treat me properly. But for you, as a woman, to subconsciously put me on that pedestal where I'm going to have to make the important decisions unless you disagree, and then all of a sudden your goddessness comes into being. That's not happening with me. Okay? Joe, I think that you're really going to enjoy the rest of the show because one of the things that I do is redefine words. Because like the old definition of leader is 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 no good. The old definition of love is no good. The old definition of sex is no good. Even the old definition of follower is no good. So as I go through the show tonight, I'm going to be making some um, some points about what what real leadership is that's strategically functional. You know, that mm-hmm. maybe people have not um, looked at from the angle that I present. So I definitely appreciate you calling in tonight. I don't, I do not want you to hang up because I got some more juice for it tonight. And with your passion, I may have to open your line back up and bring you oh, back. Oh, no problem. Bring it on. I know there will be women saying, hey, hey, I, he's crazy. I say, no problem. Hey, but don't go, don't go anywhere, Joe, because I got about five other callers I got to get to before we get out of here. So got I, it. Um, I'm, I'm going to put you on mute, but, I'll, but I will be back before the end of the show. Got it. Thanks a lot, brother. And look, I got your name. Thank it's you. Joe Montana. You're, like, you too. He's Joe from Montana. I really like that. So he's a legend already, Joe Montana. You get that? He's Joe Thank from Montana. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks a lot, Joe. Sure, I'm, I'll be around. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but. That's for Joe. It's awesome, baby. Yeah. Now, um, one of the one of the one of the big points I really liked that Joe brought up before I get to the next caller, and and we got a question coming in from one of my social media outlets, which was right on time about emasculation, is the definition for a leader. Let me put out Coach Kyer what the definition for the leader is and the advantages of that. And Joe is doing it, but I understand how he doesn't like the past definition. So here's a leader, ladies and gentlemen, okay? So let's be very clear. The leader is responsible in the household for making things work. The leader is accountable. Most men are accountable. Ro will tell you. They, we want to be accountable, but you have mm-hmm. to stay in, your, stay in your energy space so we can be accountable. Now here's the big one right here. The leader takes the pressure off the woman so she can be a generator or magnet. 
What am I saying? In a relationship, in a yin-yang relationship, there's hot and there's cold. Men are electricity. Women are magnets. Write that down. Memorize it. Women attract things. Men yes. can often repel things. So I'm going into metaphysics here and the law of attraction. If you look at the anatomical structure of the vagina, it is a receptacle. It is a receptacle for attracting things, okay? She has mm-hmm. a natural aura about herself that when you walk in the club or Whole Foods or wherever else you're at, you could be at a hotel with your woman and look at another woman and say, wow, she looks good. Well, that's because she's a magnet. And she looks good because she's been electrified, which is one of the reasons I'm a strong proponent. As like Rose says, you have to be sexually present for your woman. Give her your electricity, and she will attract what you need. She can take a piece of sperm and give you a whole baby in nine months. You think she can't produce a if you cultivate it correctly? This whole show is about cultivating. We have to know what our roles are in cultivating. But I totally agree. Um, like women, women are so subtle, and I'm just going to make this phrase, and some of y'all are going to say, I can't believe you said that. Women are also so slick. Because slick and wisdom are very similar. There's two different sides of the same coin. Women influence us on big decisions, okay? So they really feel, as uh, far as us being accountable, they feel very comfortable with that. And when women use their magic and use their attraction skills, they draw in the current situations for the man to manage. Because I haven't found women who really want to manage a lot of things. They want the rewards. And they're great at giving ideals and guidance, but as far as the heavy lifting, I haven't necessarily seen that as of as of date. I've seen some women, but on the majority, I haven't. Now, my the last parts of the leader. The leader checks everything immediately and in real time. Joe sounded like a real leader because he's going to check something. If it's not correct, he's going to check it. He says, I'm going to treat her like she's supposed to be treated. That means if someone disrespects her, He's going to make sure he's the leader in that house and that he puts an end to the disrespect of his woman. Also, the leader has to be in tune. He has to be in tune with what's going on in the surrounding environments. And also the leader and the leader governs the physical and the environmental realm. I really haven't found women who, are nat- who have a natural propensity towards governing the physical realm. When the, fr- when the refrigerator breaks, or the refrigerator has to be moved, or the furniture has to be moved around the house, I, you know, nine times out of ten, I think a woman wants the man to, to, to come over there and move it. She wants to say, honey, can we move this over to the left? Or can we put this on this wall? I want to go buy this new picture. And she's using a science. And in that way, we both win. Now, the, le- the follower, she needs to listen. What does listening do to a, to a leader? It builds him up. And a man needs to be built up, which leads me and segues me perfectly into my question coming from the audience. Ro, this comes straight to you. Uh, uh, she says, I'm curious to know how you bring a man back from being emasculated. To know you have a good man, but for years all he's been told is, quote, unquote, you ain't shit. 
How do you build him from those ruinous backgrounds? Okay, first of all, he has to be in a healthy place. You cannot, we cannot be a man's therapist if he actually needs a therapist. So that has to be determined. I'm not a doctor in that way. Okay. <laughs> but if he is in a healthy place, and this is clearly written in Man Leads, how to identify if you have a healthy, good man who's able to love you. If he's willing to grow and learn, this is a very good sign. And from there, you can, a woman can, and his woman in particular, build his masculinity back. One of the ways to build a man's masculinity is to build your femininity. The stronger your femininity is, the stronger his masculinity will be. Wow, that's cool. Move, move out of masculine space. Don't do anything masculine. Don't raise your voice. Don't yell at the kids. Don't take the garbage out. Move out of masculine space. Don't boss your man around. Don't even this is tell a dream him come true. Don't tell him what to do. Ask for everything you want. Don't forget to say please. Use a very feminine voice and only do things that are feminine. The more feminine we are, the more masculine our men can be because when you move out of masculine space, step in. You also need to know how to not emasculate him. And so this is tricky for a lot of women who were born and raised in westernized society. We don't realize that just something as simple as comparing our man's ability or talent to another man is emasculating. Or something as simple as asking someone to put up shelves that your man put up the day before because you didn't like it done properly. You didn't like the way that he finished them. Or talking down to him in public, which a lot of women are confused by because they're not even sure what talking down to is a man. But anything that makes your man feel like he is a child would be considered emasculating. Any type of tone that you use will, de- will decrease his testosterone level if you use the wrong tone of voice. Men need our voices to be pleasant. They actually, scientifically, respond to a woman's pleasant voice. They need us. And the more we learn about men, the more we, we realize how much they need us, but we also learn through this process that how much we need them. We need them. In order for us to be truly feminine and to get everything that we've ever wanted and all of the joy and ador- adoration we have ever dreamed of, the only way to actually do that is to stay in your femininity. And when you're staying in your femininity, your man will increase. As, as he's in his masculinity, and his, his masculinity will cause your femininity to continue to, in, to increase. When both people in a heterosexual couple have very strong masculinity and femininity, this creates a situation where there's no room for anybody else to step into that space. 
Can I? All can I? Yes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Please continue. I was going to say that no one can step in that space because all of the feminine space is taken, and women are not, you know, being men most of the day. And all of the masculine space is taken, and men can just be men. And, just, you know, like Joe said, he made a really great point, that we don't need to sit around trying to determine if a man is good enough for us. This is a really incredibly important thing to listen to and to learn. Women have been taught that they need to sit around trying to determine if men are good enough. Their behavior, the way that they look, the, their successes, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. But it is a woman's job as a feminine woman to nurture her man to become the best self that he's supposed to become. If you judge a man and try to determine if he's good enough, you're trying to reap rewards that you don't deserve. We're, mm. We are nurturers. We are women. We're supposed to nurture men to grow into what they're supposed to be, never judging them along the way, never mothering them along the way, and never talking down to them along the way. Our job is to build them up, and the best way to keep a family whole is not happy wife, happy life. The best way to keep a family whole is to keep a man, your man whole because the man has a natural, um, a natural and very strong desire to make his woman, first his woman and then his family, to make his woman happy. It is a very strong desire. This is based on nature. And this, is, this applies to all good men. And contrary to popular belief, almost all men are good. Almost all. When, you, when we see a lot of negative behavior coming from men, it's in reaction. It's in, in reaction to behavior and to, in, of women and how they're feeling emasculated. Um, but when we are looking at these good men all over the world and and affecting them based on our energy and our behavior, we need to realize that we are more responsible for a man's behavior because his behavior is reaction, although he's an adult. He's there to please you. Men want to please women. This is their goal. This makes them feel masculine. And when men are able to be in a household with a woman who is pleased, and happy, and not complaining, and pleasant. This is the making of a man who can become the president of the United States of America. This is the type of man who reaches incredible goals because of a good woman standing behind him. It's not that he needs her to be beneath him, but he needs her to become him. Mm, mm, mm. It's awesome, baby! I have to definitely... I just want to interject one little piece before I get to the next call because they're still standing by and i got to honor my callers, but you know that... Okay, like, right now, a lot of people are like, what do you, what do you mean you always keep saying you have so many books that you're working on? Yes, unfortunately, I'm not a good multitasker, but I'm working on it. But I have, like, 
14 titles, but my number one title is a book called If Mama Ain't Happy, Ain't Nobody Happy. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's a guide for men. Well, it's a guidebook for women and, and, and men who love them on how to create, you know, how to encourage and nurture happiness in the woman. And I think you just gave me another chapter um, because I'm not going to say it's the man's only responsibility to make sure he comes in and kowtows and make sure the woman is happy, and you know, but it's the one, it's for, if a woman picks this book up, she needs to understand mm-hmm. that the happier she is, but, and I'm giving her tools of how mm-hmm. she can be happy. And one of the tools I think I'm going to have to go back and review my chapters is just like you said, respecting your man, like the more respect. The, the more feminine you are and the more respect that you give him, the, the happier you're going to be. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of women a lot of women are missing that point because they just haven't tried it yet. They've been in well, so many. Also, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They've been in so many relationships that have been cultivated and programmed by this media Frenzy, which has what I call a billion-dollar-a-minute budget. Like, men, you don't have a billion-dollar-a-minute budget, but the media has a billion-dollar-a-minute budget to give us the absolute wrong type of programming on how to handle situations and scenarios in relationships. There are no, after the Cosby show, and even, he, you know, the Cosby show wasn't but so realistic. You know what I'm saying? It didn't have any domestic violence. There was no cursing in it. And the mother and father were both there, and they, you know, they were very present in their children's lives and things like that. And they celebrated and partied together. But some of, the, you know, there were some real life issues that they didn't quite address. And currently today, there is no show on the radio. I mean, I'm sorry, on the television that addresses some of our real life concerns. And so people just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's why. That's why I feel that this show. And future shows moving forward are important so people can know what they don't know. They have to go into what I call the unknown. You got what you know, what you don't know, and then there's an area called the unknown, which is why Roe is on the show, Coach Kyrie, and we're doing it like we're doing it, okay? So that's that right there. Right. So I know, I know you had a comment. I want you to hold it for a second, though, because I want to get back to the callers. They're on the line. Okay. And they want to talk to us. I think they want to talk to you. They talk to me all the time. So let me get back to the line. Uh, this is one of my Skype callers, one of my fellow astrologists. She's kind of sexy herself. She's an Aries. Uh, welcome to the show, Amenti. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm not an Aries. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to speak to, well, the both of you, actually, more so to the sister. Two quick comments. The first thing I have to say is I've been a just a total bitch, honestly. And um, I've I just been, ever since I had the baby, I've just been a grouch and just mean and not really saying how I feel because of um, my own personal stuff I was going through. But I made a big decision, and I didn't know that decision would take a toll on me. And um, I've shut down from making that decision. And I've, I've taken it out on... on um, my partner, which is not fair, but I have my reasons also. And um, my 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 second comment is, I hear everything you're saying about a man, and 
me personally, I went into a place where I was more feminine, and it actually worked. It really did work. But then I saw something ugly, and I, I feel like men can manipulate and try to block you from doing things that you want to do. And these are the things that I've personally seen, and it just feels like being a bitch, being mean, quote-unquote, I could say being like my mom, is, is how you can keep a man. So how no, do it will not. But how do you come out of that mentality? You know, it's oh. like it's like I cut, just to share with you real quick, I decided to cut my mom off. I had to. And my mom was the dominant one in the relationship, and she still is. And she dominates everybody, honestly. And um, now I feel like I'm becoming just mean and bitter like her now that I've decided to cut her off. So it's like, do you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you were saying that you feel like being a bitch is how you keep a man? Well, I mean, I can't help it if I'm, I, I'm, I could be a bitch. That's just me. I'm, I don't, and I, I don't take that word to be such a, a bad word as everybody makes it out to be. That's just mm-hmm. who I can be. That's just my personality. But I, I just feel like that type of personality is what some of these men want. It does. It doesn't seem like they want to sweep okay. the girl they ask for. So here's the thing: we are confused about what type of man is a man. What type of male is a man and what man is healthy for us? You know, there, you, you need to make sure that your man that you're dealing with is able to, is functioning as a normal man, as a, as a man. And some men are just young and immature, and they will become able to love you and to accept your feminine grace. But there are some men who, in a dysfunctional way, do attract and desire to be with a woman who is harsh to them. However, this has to be understood. There's a time limit on that, too, because still, scientifically, that man will eventually feel depleted and be depleted of his testosterone level to a degree that he can't be around you anymore. He doesn't know that it's going to happen, but it will happen, you see? He does he's not aware that this will happen to him. Eventually he will leave or try to escape off to another woman and try to get caught or at least try to get his testosterone level back up to where he feels he's capable of achieving things again. To men at a lot of life is based on wins and losses. So if if you're with a man and he is feeling like he's not winning enough, he's going to have to leave you. And even if he stays living with you, he's still emotionally going to leave you. This may be the case with any man that you saw with your mother. You know, they they are physically there, but they're in the, you know that guy in the corner at the party who's just sitting in the corner rocking himself back and forth. <laughs> this happens sometimes. This is what men do when they decide to stick around because it's socially acceptable for men to stick around, to stick with their families no matter what. And when men stick with their families no matter what and they feel emasculated, they become this debilitated man, this old guy that's at the party. 
Columbus. Not, I just want to say real quick that personally, I like the feminine being feminine, and I like that because I can see the difference when you're that way. Right. And and my goal, honestly, you know, I'm so shut down because of my issues with my mother. I, you know, I want to be, I want to, it's more than just a feminine thing. You know, the cheerleader, the woman that says, oh, thank you, know, oh, baby, you know, the happy woman. But I did not see that growing up. I don't even know how to open that part of me up. So how do you even, how do you even start there? How do you even be vulnerable with the man where you've gone through, and especially with myself, where you've shut yourself down so much? It's like, damn, how do I be vulnerable with you? How do I tell you I love you? I feel this way. I feel this way. Mm-hmm. And my way of showing that is is by being mean. And right. I know that this is not the way because what's going to happen is yes, you're going to go to somebody else who wants to deal with that. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. So many women have asked me this same question, and this is exactly why I wrote the book because I was spending all of my time trying to explain to women this step and that step and this step and that step. There are actual steps. It's okay. an actual manual. You, you, it literally will teach you any person who, did not, who was not raised this way, any person can look at it and say, okay, step one, step two, step three, step four. That's it. it, it and it help. applies for men and for women. Could you tell me, like, one, for myself, what would you say to me, like, one step that you would say for me? Yes, I can tell you a few because for women, actually, there are 45. (laughs) But I I can tell you a few. Um, One of the main steps, and and your main purpose is to soften yourself, is that what you're saying, or to be able to be most vulnerable, which, or both? Open, Open more and be that be a little bit more, be happy and be the cheerleader sometimes, okay. you know? Okay. okay, so that is one of the steps. And it requires that you realize that in order for you to get happiness, you're going to have to practice happiness. In order to be a woman, a feminine woman, you're going to have to decide to be happy every day. And this is not something that's going to take a really long time. It kind of takes two weeks. You have to decide that in order and understand that in order to be a feminine, nurturing woman, you're going to have to make a decision and a practice out of being happy. And understanding that any time you are not pleased or you seem unpleased with your voice or with rolling eyes or even if you don't like the chair that you're sitting in in a restaurant, Anytime you do that, it makes your man feel like he has failed you, and then there is a negative energy between him and you. Every single time, we are not pleased. And I have to say not pleased to women because when, we say, when I say complaining to women, women are not sure. Women think that that means that you're just saying, I don't like this, I don't like that. But when I, when I refer to complaining, I am talking about complaining from a man's point of view. To a man, complaining is every single time that you're not happy, even yeah. if it happens a thousand times in one day. And this is a, this beautiful art form. I have seen women 
who are from so many countries all over the world, okay, not just Asian women, African women, Caribbean women, beautiful. They will not let anything make them unhappy, nothing. This is a practice. And in America, we think that this is normal to not like stuff. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, I don't like this. I don't like that. It's not normal. It's ruining our day. It's making us sick. It's making us focus on things that are negative, and it's pushing our man away. And it's – I'm sorry? No, I said exactly. I'm agreeing. Yeah. It pushes our man away. And every single time that we are not happy, it brings – guess what comes right back to us? More not happy. So even if you're standing on a street because you don't have a car and a bus comes and splashes water on you, you have to understand that there are billions of women all over the world who have decided that even a situation like that is not going to change her happiness. If you can achieve this, you will have to push men away from you. They won't want they won't want to leave. <laughs> This is the number one thing that men find attractive. This is the number one reason that men want to stay with women is because of their happiness and positive attitudes. When we see women like that, we tend to refer to them as crazy in some kind of way. But happiness and a positive attitude, this is a habit. And I have had two children, and I know that you have to pull it up from somewhere but it's definitely a habit. And the more you practice it, the happier you get. And I know it doesn't sound like specific relationship advice, but this is huge. It's just as simple as that. This one thing out of 45 different other things written in my book is huge. I agree. um, I don't want to hold it the line. I just want to say this one thing. Uh-huh. My mother, I mean, I learned a lot from watching my mother. Like I said, I decided to cut her out of my life. I had my reasons. And um, one thing I saw with her was she she's very aggressive. And what I didn't like about my stepfather is I feel like he never stepped up to her. He never spoke up against her and her actions, such as, you know, she would come home yelling about work. She'd ask him how he was doing, no hugs, no kisses. And mm-hmm. I get angry because it took me some time to even learn how to do that. And sometimes I go into a place where I go into a shell and, I, and I'm not affectionate, I'm not loving. You know, it, it, I go into that selfish place. And when mm-hmm. I get when it get called out, when he calls it out, I get angry because I know where it comes from. It comes from the person that I dislike. And, and you know, it, it's, it's real deep. It's real deep. Right. And, you know, I just wanted to... It's- yeah, it, it can stop. Do yourself a favor. This book is ten dollars on Amazon on sale. Do yourself a favor. I cannot explain to you how many women were like, "This is magic. It is magic for women, and it's magic for men. It works both ways." If there is a science to how we are, and if you are just a tiny bit willing, you can get all the stuff that you want. And what do you think about the feminist movement? Uh, I was just, if you know anything about it. Yeah, I think that there were, 
I think that there were certain things that were great about the feminist movement, about, you know, considering the fact that women are able to have a lot of choices uh, available to them. But I think that we were too willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. And I, I am sad, I'm saddened to watch us go so far that we have forgotten who we are as women, and a lot of men have lost their way and don't have enough space to lead because women are taking up all the space. Yes, I agree. I have to. I have to go. I, I hope you come back because, um, yeah, I, I want to get your book. A minute before you leave, I want you to go. I want everybody listening to go Google CIA feminist movement Gloria Steinem. CIA mm-hmm. feminist movement Gloria Steinem. At the very top, the very top of Google. The first article is Gloria Steinem, How the CIA Used Feminism to Destabilize Society, written by Henry Macau, Ph.D., on March Uh 19th. I want you to see that and look at, I mean, the YouTube videos, like just, I mean, as a I'm a historian, and I I go all the way back to the French Revolution, which is where the roots, the actual roots of the feminist movement started. But as it came over here and Corn and Tail Pro started um, really acting really crazy, you know what I'm saying, like uh, before Mark, like like around Marcus Garvey and things like that, it started really getting ugly. And then when, the, when it started coming, the feminist movement couldn't have survived without millions of dollars, and they had to get the funding somewhere. So in something that I honor, which is, the feminine principles of my yacht, the feminine principles of the goddess of Big Mama Universe. You know how I, you know uh, I'm I'm with Sister Myra and I'm with all the goddesses. But when they tainted it and polluted it and started making it toxic, so it became adversarial in the house. The history of that should be studied as well, especially for the younger generation who want to just jump up and say I'm a feminist but don't know the history in it. Okay, so I just want to just you know add that jewel on there before you left, and I want to say I very I definitely um, appreciate you calling in tonight and being vulnerable and expressing yourself and letting Ro help you and letting me listen and it makes me feel good that as a man I get to show the example. You saw how I sat over here and kept my mouth shut because I'm watching the door with the 45, and that's what a leader does sometimes in silence is creates a space, a safe space, so women can heal. And a lot of times women say, oh, women can just heal other women. We don't need no men. That's some dumb shit. I said it on my show. That's how I feel. It's some dumb shit. Because you can't heal and protect at the same time. So when people say, well, what roles do we need to play? Men aren't the best healers, and women aren't the best protectors. But as a team, we can get so much more accomplished. So that's my ideal on that. You know what I'm saying? If anybody got an offense with it, they can come see me. I'm not really hard to find. They got, I'm, I'm all over the place. But I got to get to and take another call. Thank you, Aminti. I really appreciate it. But I don't want you to hang up. I Thank still you. want you to stay on the line, okay? I'm here. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yes, 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 y'all. We're doing it tonight. Calling number 347-205-9089. Coach Kyrie is in the building. I'm getting ready to go to the lines. They, they, they just blowing up. People want to get in on this conversation right here. Like, do I have a ton of things to say? Absolutely. But I want to hear your voice. Press 1, 347-205-9089. Calling from the 410. Must be Mia Miata. What's up, baby? Hey, peace and blessings. You know what? Um, Peace to the goddess in the house, the co-host, the author. I'm just listening, and I'm just beaming from ear to ear because finally a sister is saying what needs to be said, whether um, we as sisters we want to hear it. Oh, and I was just listening to a mentee, and wow, I'm just like, I was healed through her story. I mean, my story is, is similar, you know, with... You know, I think all of us have um, that dynamic with our mother, you know what I'm saying, our earth mother who, you know, who we came through and sometimes we have to heal that relationship. But this is just an amazing show. I just want to thank the two of you for the amazing work that you're doing. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't go nowhere because that was just part one. See, we had this conversation the other night and enough enough people didn't hear it. And I didn't Oh, wow. I didn't want to just rebroadcast it and then it'd be a podcast. I wanted people to be able to call in while they were writing and listen to it and still let like, me take a break in the middle. But it's getting ready to go further. Wait till, this, wait till you hear this next caller. You just don't move. Don't move. And I want to get back to you to hear your response and reply after that. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Let me get to my next caller on the line. Thank you for calling, baby. I love you. I love you, too. Love you, both of you. Thank you. Peace. Call from 78365. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, how you doing? This is Q in Atlanta. What's going on, Q? I ain't talked to you in a minute. God, how you feeling? Man, I'm doing good. Life is fair, trying to build, you know, and uh, create. That's, that's, that's what's going on. What's up, man? How you feel about the uh, about the commentary you listening on tonight? Uh, it's it's real real good. Uh, on a side note, because you just made me think about uh, when I said create, I'm going to end up at some point in time this year doing an all male motivation network. So um, I, I'm going to try to do it uh, to where uh, uh, the whole come together theory, where uh, you know everybody. Uh, 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 pay pay uh, like one quarter of what they already paying, and then you get to do your same shows and what have you. So I'll reach out to you via uh, uh, email if that's something you want to get into. Uh, but I'll wait till I get all all the stuff together and present it as a full package. Mentally, I'm tonight. already. Mentally, I'm already in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, here's the thing that I want to suggest for the sake of uh, the conversation. Um, I did a couple of shows where I, I said to people, people had invited me on their shows, and I said to people, uh, I, I go salsa dancing. And when you salsa dance as a man, it's actually good for your leadership practice because you have to look ahead towards your next move while you're dancing so that your woman does not bump into someone or what have you. It's a very protective mind state that you do. So you look at 
You're looking for an open space to guide her on the floor when you're spinning her. Right. Like that. Right. Right. And this is how I also relate to women on whether you got a halfway decent dude. Because a halfway decent dude, it has that mentality. I want to put you in a space to where you can shine and we can avoid X, Y, Z. And then, then she, in an appreciative state, says, you know what? I can trust, blindly trust, that you're not going to have me bumping in nobody and blah, blah, blah. And that's how I look at relationships. Now, with that said, the unfortunate thing is, and this is the elephant in the room, most of us as males, we don't have that type of fortitude to care to do it. Not that we can't train to do it. We don't have that type of fortitude to care to do it. And the ladies that are selecting dudes nowadays are blindly picking dudes that they know can't do it, but they will get on the dance floor anyway and hope that they can. And that's where the problem comes in at. You, you just have this, this thing of the, 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 the good dancers are getting away from the women who can't follow, and the women who want to follow are purposely picking people that can't dance. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like you know, and, and then and then people look and say to the guys who can dance, "Well, why y'all ain't getting on the floor and, and teach it?" Because I found someone over here who's already ready to go. Right, and that's what the problem is. See, I want to add. I want to add two points in that. I'm gonna start with the second one. Do you remember the first Planet of the Apes? Absolutely. I'm talking about like the last, not the one that's getting ready to come out, but the last one where the dude, well, they took the, um, they took the monkey in and he escaped and he went and got that gas and came back and made all the monkeys smart. Right. See, females have, don't realize that the brothers, they think that we steal the old monkeys, but we done got that gas. <laughs> we done right. Got that gas. And we up on the game, and remember when they came out the next morning, Caesar was looking in all of their eyes. He was looking in all of their eyes to make sure they had that look. He was right. them. He touched everybody on the chin. He was like, hold up. Let me look into your eyes. Boom. He was showing that mano y mano. You know what I'm saying? And, right. But the next, but then the, but the guards, when the guards came in to let them out, they had no idea. And the guards in the movie are symbolic of females today. Because you have certain females who will abuse that. They'll abuse their femininity. And like she said, this leads to my second point. In the media, there are shows that only depict men wanting to use women as sex objects. And right. And those are the dumb monkeys. See, men think that they are still the hitters and the women are the hitties, but the tables have turned and women have become hitters and the, women, and, the and the men have been hitties. So how men used to be sitting around the barbershop like, yeah, I hit that, yeah, I hit that. Now the women are around the salon or at the club and saying, yeah, I hit that, I hit that. Right, right, we, right. We think that we did something. But they're looking at us as disposable as well. And I think that's you made a great point 
in, you know what I'm saying, add, add, adding on to that, you know what I'm saying, of them looking at us as disposable. And that's the issue. We don't have any example. Like I said, since the Cosby show went off, there's no t- there's no show on TV. I'm talking about on cable or regular TV where the man is saying, I'm not disposable. You can't just replace me in any kind of way. Well, 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 let me let me try to magnify the point real quick that you just made, and it's brilliant. Going back to the Planet of the Apes thing, the problem is that people don't have appreciation. Us, as far as the urban mindset people, we don't appreciate. We take our ladies, and I love I love ladies. As a matter of fact, I love dark-skinned ladies first and foremost. I, I prefer them over the others. But I'm supposed to not exist, according to our media. Let me throw some statistics out for people to write down real quick. So Black Enterprise Magazine put out uh, last year or year before that 83% of all brothers making over 100000 are married to sisters. But our urban female-led media, proving your point, Coach, says that we're all chasing white girls. Mm. Now, CDC put out a thing two months ago to say, me, this is CDC, black women, please go blame them. But they say... The black father myth, and you can look at it on thinkprogress.org, uh, uh, the, black, the black father uh, deadbeat dad myth is a myth. It never was true. The CDC says black fathers, and I quote, are in their children's lives more than white fathers and Latin fathers. Wow. But our female world media puts out that we're all leaving home. I thought something was wrong because I, I saw a movie called Claudine when I was a little kid about a guy who was dealing with a woman with several kids. And I'm like, why don't that dude just go live his life? Why are he going to go sacrifice his life for, the, for, for that woman and her kids? Because that's what we did. So I'm proving your point on that with the whole thing about him doing the gas and coming back. See, appreciation, ladies don't understand. Guys do not necessarily have to do the stuff they do, good or bad. But when they run into a situation that they want to deal with, these dudes get a bleeding heart real quick. Yeah, I went ahead and I was a stepdaddy for X amount of kids. You don't hear white folks saying that. You don't hear white guys saying that. They say, hey, that was my kid. I'm going to send some money to my kid and and then we glorify the few fathers that don't do right. And here's my last point. I say all the time, black males are the only group on the entire planet, black American males, that put women over themselves. Mm. And they're the only group that put women over their sons. I'm talking about strange women, strangers. Mm. These are the only males on the planet that do that. And then hate what they idolize. So I say to people all the time, if dudes would stop getting so feminized, well, I know how to raise a man. No, you know how to raise a male. A man is somebody who can calculate and deal with adversity without getting overly emotional. Right. Women by nature, and this is my last point, women by nature are like female lions. There's a a sister, um, she wrote a great book, Denise Bowles. Uh, the princes to kings. And uh, she made the point that I gravitate to. Females are like female lions. They can multitask. Matter of fact, every female species can multitask. 
that doesn't make them better than the male counterpart. But arrogantly, our women think, okay, because I'm better in this regard, therefore I am better. What the female lions do is they hunt, they do all these things, but when the real problems come, the rhinos, the elephants, the hyenas, look on any National Greek Geographic, you'll see those female cubs go hide, go, go chill out under a tree with those little baby cubs while those males get out and fight those major problems. If you're not a lady who understands that demographic coach of how to turn it on and turn it off, how to go to your manager job and be that manager over your employees, but come to your house and purr, the problem is not the guys. The problem is you and your selection. Because I just said to a, <laughs> I just said to a, 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 a Christian group, I said even in 2014, boys would not get chose by nobody. Hmm. 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 Thank you, big brother. I definitely appreciate it's that. It's awesome, baby. This is a dream come true. Hey, get at me. To, um, I ain't doing nothing for the fourth, so I'm gonna be in town. So you know, I got a reading at five o'clock. So give me a call sometime like before five or after seven. All right, I'll hit you through the email and uh, we'll uh, connect it like that because everything goes through there. Okay, that works. All right, then peace. All right, big brother, peace. Ooh, I love that. Also, yes. Coach K Astrology, I got a special going on this month. If you want to know about your partner, if you want to know is it a cosmic fit, if you want to find out your spiritual destiny, your karmic past, please visit me at Coach K Astrology. Also, if you would like to receive coaching on this particular principle of how do I start following my man, you can get in contact with Roe on manleads.com, or you can get in contact with me at coachkayer.com. Go on, leave a note for Coach, put your note on there, and I'll get in contact with you, and I and we'll work out a customized plan for you to start integrating some of these things so you can be a, a better follower and, and attract the leader that you need in your life, all right? Um, also, Rose said you could do this in two weeks. When she was talking to a mentee, she said you could do this in two weeks. I say you could do it in 28 days. Please go to moonmagic28.info moonmagic28.info. Anybody listening to this show and you want to take Moon Magic 28 that starts on July the 19th and you mention this show, you get $25 off. If you are going to pick as your personal goal, I want to be happy. I want to be happy and more feminine. I will help you with that in a 28-day Moon Magic program. You can go there and sign up today if you want to, but it doesn't start until the 19th. And that's going to be $25 off, but you must mention this program that you listen to, the Man Leads program, all right? I probably put up a coupon code, and then you have to put Man Leads in. That's on the all lowercase, one word, put in Man Leads, and then you'll get $25 off. All right, let me open up the lines. I got two more callers, and we got to get to the rest of the show because it's not over. Uh, caller from the 404-754. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? <laughs> it's Roe. What's up, baby? <laughs> you don't recognize my number. Like you're trying to sit there and flag like like uh, and, and, and stuff like that. Chill out with that, you know. I'm, do you recognize my number? No, not yet, but I will. <laughs> I called because I wanted. I thought it was a recording. It. We've already 
Listen, I definitely know that you need some more prompting before we come on and get on the show some more. But we've already, I played half of it already, and then I took a pause, and I'm getting ready to play the second half. So I opened up the microphones, you know, because people had their hands raised, and they wanted to make some commentary on the first part. But, you know, you've already received your shout-outs from Mia Miata in Baltimore, and I wanted to play it and, like, rebroadcast it live so people could call in because I just don't feel that enough people actually heard the show. We've had some good numbers already, but I just have had such great feedback. And I had a 20-year-old woman call me and saying she used what we said about don't touch the door and how she just stood Mm -hmm. at the door of the cab and her man opened the door and he just started touching her on her on 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 his on his on her face and he was just being much more affectionate for the ride home and you know she was and she felt it strange that by the little shift that she did that uh-huh. she, she got so much response to it so you know i i mean i've just had all types of people call me with all type of replies and i was like yo we got to run this back because me and you are going to be on next Wednesday, and if you're available, I want you to come on for part two of this um, of this dialogue back on the Cosmic Love trip. But I want uh-huh. it next Wednesday, I want you to, you know, we're going to get the man lead starting up where it's just me and you, and that's going to be the primary focus, and I want to just go through, like, different parts, you know, different chapters, like not the book straight through, but just pick out different parts and talk to people, you know, real people who are having real issues so they can start to explore the book and really have some fun. Okay. Sounds good. I'm so excited. Good, 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 good. Also, what happened? I just had somebody put their hand down. Where's somebody just had their hand up and you put your hand down. Please press one again. I want to get back to you before I get to the second half of the show. <clears throat> uh, I see Big Ben is still out in L.A. He's just waiting, you know, just in the cut. He was with us riding all the way out. He got cut off, like, right at the end of the show. The brother was so passionate, had so much emotion, and the show just yeah. ended. But we only had three hours. Like, I didn't think it was going to go three hours. I had it scheduled for two. They gave us an extra hour, and everybody was still so passionate and so involved in the topic, you know, that – Blog Talk was like, enough, enough, that's enough. Y'all got to bring it back. So, um, And I definitely um, have talked to my co-host, Queen, and definitely want to afford her an opportunity to come back in and catch the show from the beginning, you know, from the beginning and really get to have, you know, some of her questions asked and some things posed, you know, to you um, about, you know, some of the things that she heard, but, you know, she missed some of the beginning of the show, and a lot of other people did came on late. So um, I'm just excited about what's going to be coming, just moving forward with this whole dynamic energy of man leads, and as well as my own show, The Cosmic Love Trip. You know, I, I like being a part of both of them because I think they're both crucially vital. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking forward to us working together and I'm definitely, now I have to go and open up just like another specific area um, of my own particular coaching because I had, like I said, I had about five women was like, where do we sign up? And I said, well, you got to go to Rose page right now. I mean, I have a program, but 
I needed to just design something specifically for this, but if you are interested in receiving coaching from Roe, you can go to manleads.com, and they can just click on coaching program or services, correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, I got a couple. I got a few um, people contact me for the same thing. Of course. They had to. Mm-hmm. They, they want to come to the source. They want to be like, hey, give me some of this good good, and I don't blame mm-hmm. them at all. Because, hey. This is a dream come true. You don't get this every <laughs> You don't get this every day. You know, some people were just like, man. Wow, that's cool. And the hits just keep on coming. That's how I want to keep it going. So please, everybody, hang on. I want to get on to part two of the show for those who are still listening. Um, you got Coach Kyrie in the building. You got Ro, a man leads. Please go and like her Facebook page. Go and uh, bookmark her um, website, manleads.com. And like, leave some commentary on there because I know she's going to open up her fan page so other people can, you know, leave comments besides just the, 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 the host of the page. Hint, 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 hint. <laughs> I didn't know I had it like that either. Right. Well, now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle, like G.I. Joe said. So let's get back to part two of the show and uh, I'll check back with I'll check back in with you in just a couple. All right. Okay. All right. Peace. Um, my question was well, first starting off, I um was pretty much not raised by my mother or father. Um, I was a latchkey kid where I was the oldest in the household with two younger brothers. So my mother pretty much worked out of town. You know. And she would come in periodically or have family check in to report back to her. So I never really had that foundation of how to be feminine or how to be masculine. I was always, you know, you're the oldest. You have to take on responsibility to make sure that the house don't get burnt down. Mm-hmm. So once I got to an age, maybe 14, I told her, you need to be mama to your kids and I want to be, you know, a teenager. So at that point, I was pretty much homeless. So I'll be 32 on Friday. So since 14, I have pretty much been on my own, um, living from friends' houses and things like that. And now being 31, having a two-year-old son and having a um, about to have a daughter, I've come to the realization that my having two children by two different fathers was never in my, you know, my plans, not even to have children. Um, But now that I have them, I have come to realize that the same patterns of, um, that I have been displaying with um, not having a foundation from my mother or father, that my learned behaviors became a problem for me to have a relationship, period. Um, I was in a nine-and-a-half-year relationship with the man from high school up until, um, for nine years, up until I graduated from high school nine years out. Um, And I raised his two daughters, but I raised them with the idea of what I wanted as a, you know, as as a little girl, you know, playing with doll babies and things like that. But it was never in my mind of the white picket fence of, you know, I guess uh, 
the American way that people, uh, you know, it show how a family should be. I never had that idea, but I always had that desire to be feminine. But I had to take on both roles of being feminine and masculine. But now having raising a two-year-old son who's, I, I think I've done a great job with, you know, he he's two and he can, you know, say his ABCs, count to 20, you know, and he asks questions. But being now being a single mother with not having either father in the picture because um, I've made the decision that um, I made bad choices and, you know, in being in a relationship with them because I was trying to be, trying to fix them, I guess, because they were going through the same things that I went through. So my thing is, is how do I get to that point to where I can play my role as being a mother and being feminine and not trying to be in control and uh, as far as um, accepting the fathers for who they are and just allowing, you know, myself to open myself up to allow them to be a part of their children's lives um, in spite of the fact that they haven't been there because of, you know, me not allowing them to, I guess, control me mm-hmm. as far as being in a relationship with them. Because mm-hmm. I've always um, been the opposite you and I don't need fixing Okay. Do you have a man right now? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So this may be a hard pill to swallow, but in order for things to be harmonious, you're going mm-hmm. to need a man. You cannot achieve harmony without a man. We are human beings. We are all intended to pair and to receive and give love on a daily basis. Right. We cannot become our best selves without daily romantic love, not love from our children, not just love from our parents or our siblings or our friends. We need romantic, intimate love in order to become our best selves and even to become marginally healthy. That's a difficult Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was I was saying this is not a choice. This is a need. We need men. And once you have once we can accept the fact that we all need a man, we mm-hmm. need to work on getting one a healthy man, a, a healthy good man. And that's it's not a hard thing to find. You know, I mm-hmm. urge everyone to go I urge everyone to make sure that they are to get the book and make sure that you are Pursuing a relationship with a good man. He doesn't need right. to look like Tyson Beckford. He can he can look like Mike Tyson. So all my taste is very random. Yeah, you know, Terry, you know, hold on, it's not a requirement. For a second, but Terry, you, turn uh-huh. your hold on, hold on for a second. Please turn down your computer speakers because I'm getting feedback through your phone, or just move away. Like when you're on the phone. You gotta turn your computers down. Computer, can you hear me? I can oh, hear yeah, you now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my, I understand where you're coming from, with um, having the need to be, you know, um, having a partner, but that's where the difficulty comes in, and you you hit you hit the nail on the head when you said that, 
because the only relationship that I that I have been in that where I was romanced and things like I think I took I took it for granted and that was in the nine year relationship relationship that I was in. Um where for that nine that nine years I had stability, um I had a foundation, I had a home, you know, that that we had and I mean, even if he messed up, you know, um he would always apologize or bring a puppy or, you know, have the house um showered with roses all over the house, you know, doing things like that. And I just haven't connected with anyone like that since him. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, my son's father it was, but he had his issues too, you know, insecurities about um, because of the way I look that um, I'm too pretty for him or he doesn't look good enough for me. And it, it was a battle with trying to get him to understand that I'm with you because of, what I see in you and not what you've been through. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had that desire for that. I've always had that desire. I didn't have my father, but when my mom did come into town, she would have random men come in, and then after they were done with her, they would come into my room, and then it's like, well, you just got to be the human sacrifice. Like, we got to get what we need, and I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And when I got old enough to say that, no, that's not what I'm going to do, then it was like, well, you don't do it, you don't buy by my rules, then you got to go. Mm-hmm. So these are it's hard for me to... I'm sorry? I'm saying that, you know, it has to be very clear that these are unhealthy men. And it's right, very absolutely. easy to attract, it's very easy for a woman who doesn't mm-hmm. know what she's doing to attract an unhealthy man. But it's right. easier, it's easier to attract a healthy man. Okay. If you know what you're doing, you know okay. it, it's a it's a really important point to understand that women are magnets. We attract the right type of man to us. We don't go out trying to find the right type of man. We attract mm-hmm. the right type of man with our behaviors, the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we look, the way that we sound, what we're doing with our lives. Those things attract a healthy man. But we have to be mm-hmm. able to understand how to identify a healthy man because most men are healthy. If you're attracting Mm -hmm. unhealthy men who do things like go into little girls' rooms, that's because you're attracting a very small minority of unhealthy. Right. That's not normal. Well, I I haven't attracted anyone because what I've I've done is is, um, kind of close myself off because mm-hmm. my mother is married to a man who is attracted to me that made me feel uncomfortable. And he's like 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And when I was living there, he, when I was pregnant with my son, he tried to come into the room to do, you know, do that same, it was that same pattern. And I was mm-hmm. just like, wait a minute, this not going to happen. So when I stood my ground to her again, it was like, well, you're a grown woman, and, um, you know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Regardless of my age, I'm your daughter, and this is the same unhealthy pattern that is continuing, so I have to cut you off, and I have to mm-hmm. cut off this situation because I'm bringing a child into this world, that, and I can't defend myself at this point because I was on full bed rest at the time. 
So I'm like, I have to get myself out of this situation. So when I shut myself off and got out of the situation once I had my son, um, it put me back in that same pattern of being in a shelter or, you know, going from house to house with with, with a sick child. And then once I got on my feet, you know, at least halfway, then, you know, she wanted to be, well, my son was almost two, she wanted to be in his life. So I said, okay, well, I'm working two jobs and I'm almost there to where I can protect him. And, you know, we have our own home. And then I seen a difference in my son by allowing her to have that relationship with him where he wouldn't let me change him and things like that. So once I got into my own place, I found I was pregnant with my daughter. And immediately I had to cut cut off the ties with her and um, deprogram my son from the situation that I put him in. And I felt bad because I know what kind of mother she was and the relationship that she's in. So, you know, I, I did everything. I took him to the doctor, made sure nothing, you know, no one mm-hmm. physically harmed him. But once I started, once I got pregnant with my daughter, I began to have, um, these dreams of um, a baby crying and, mm-hmm. you know, crying out for saying, you know, mommy, mommy, and it being my mother and him. But I felt like it was me, you know, them attacking me as me being an infant. Mm-hmm. So at that point I said I had to get out of this situation. And a week after I got out of the situation, I had gotten my place, I found out I was having a little girl. So I basically what I've done is is block myself off and close myself into my into my home because I feel like I can protect my children, not I can protect myself. So I haven't allowed myself to open myself up to have you know. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on, try hold, man. Hold, okay. Hold on, right. hold on. Just 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 let me get in here on this piece right here. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole shutdown strategy that mm-hmm. you've been using and that women use as a self-defense mechanism will not work. Your magic must be first, and you must start to dictate as far as reprogramming your mental condition about what mm-hmm. it is that I want and having to, because when you say I'm going to shut myself off and defend myself, the universe says, I'm going to give you more things to shut yourself off from and defend yourself from. Mm-hmm. And women right. have the strongest magic. I say this over and over again. I can practice and I can learn from the greatest teachers in the world, but innately how we are built, the woman has more magic. So when you use your magic unknowingly um, in these situations, that the and, and the media once again... The media was in the bad programming of the 70-year-old man. The media was in the bad mm-hmm. programming of your mother who said this is how it's going to go. But the media is also involved in the bad programming of you when you think, well, mm-hmm. the only way i got to do is shut myself down in order for blah, blah, blah. And I ask everybody this question. It's not because I'm a pseudo-Christian or nothing like that, but where's God at in the picture? Stop doing all these things by yourself. I go to Proverbs 22.6 all the time. I mean, Proverbs 3.5, and it says, Lean not on your own understanding, not just calling in and listening to things that I'm saying and that Roe is saying. Right. We're experts, but we are not 
the experts of the supernatural. And at times you have the ability to call on supernatural powers to change your situation in an instance. There's something called quantum leaping, quantum jumping, mm-hmm. okay? That is a part of, but you must first see what you want, see what you want, and hold to it. And when I say, I, I don't really like using the word cut people off, I like to use the word release them because we thought we were right. so dependent upon them, but we forgot of the old adage they used to say when we were small, God takes care of fools and babies. And we said, oh, I got to take care of my daughter. I got to take care of your daughter's a baby. So God's taking care mm-hmm. of your child. Or, and if, but, if, but if you ain't a fool and you're not a baby, then you have to all of a sudden start tying into that divine connection that you have right. and, and, and manifesting through your own personal desires. So shutting down and putting up walls is, is also going to keep out the good things that are supposed to come to you, the good opportunities that are supposed to come to you. So I suggest mm-hmm. strongly, just like when, 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 what she suggested to a mentee is no more complaining because the universe is listening. The more that you right. are grateful, the more things the universe and God the creator will give you to open up and be thankful for. You have many angelic hosts and beings that are surrounding you wishing only for you to call upon them. But you're saying, oh, I'm a victim. My mama did this. Don't blame nobody. Don't make her a victim. Forgive yourself. Then forgive your mother. Then forgive those, you know what I'm saying, nasty dudes. (laughs) Because they're being being watched too. Do you know that prostate cancer, you know every man that came into your room and took advantage of you is going to suffer from prostate cancer? You know what yep. is is ironic you say that because my mom and husband just had surgery for that that exact same thing. Kill them up from, I from, prostate, listen, from listen, prostate I'm, cancer. Listen, I'm cold. Oh my at god! Times, at times I can be. I do a lot of studying, and my teachers are working on me to be even softer. But at times I get on I I get on my I get on my fuck them. I get on my fuck them. Kill them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they because I call them worthless. Now, there's some karmic debt that everybody has to pay. And some people say, oh, well, you little too. No, that's just my warrior spirit. I'm a warrior mm-hmm. of the most high, period. That's what my job is. And so some people say, well, you're a little brash and you're a little. Listen, God ain't going to let nothing just come down and just take advantage of you like that. Rely on some of your other unseen forces. Like I said, the lane that you occupy Roe is giving y'all some of the best advice when she says, stay out of a man's energy space because it's limiting magically. Men have, mm-hmm. the, have the limited capacity to access magic, period. This, so, just, so just don't get into the whole defense thing. My thing is you can win with yin. Water has always put fire out. There's no time on the planet right. Earth where fire has defeated water, and it will not. So, moving forward, please get the book. Follow her on Instagram. Even if you even if you can't even afford the book, and you see her posting eight, uh, four, four or five sentences, look at them and analyze them, and meditate on them, and pray on them, and say, "Yo, how does this affect my life, God? How can um, please reveal to me how I can pull more out of this?" So that's that's what I want right. you to do. 
And I want you to call in the next time we have her back on the show because I do have to get to, I got another very special guest that I want to bring on tonight, but I want you to okay. hear what he has to say as well um, before, you know, before the end of the show is over. So I definitely appreciate you for calling in tonight. Um, yeah, you got me over here fired up right now. I want to ride on some cats, but it's all good. Um, I want you to hit me an inbox on Facebook because I hadn't talked to you in a minute. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's you been a minute since I was pregnant with him. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of things are coming up for me too. So I want you to um, get in contact with me tomorrow because I want to talk to you about some things um, about uh, getting some protection for for yourself, some spiritual protection. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling in tonight. I appreciate thank you. it. Thank you. All right. Peace and blessings to you all. Thank this you. is a dream come true. It's awesome, yes. baby. Yeah, I got, I'm full of surprises. Queen, I see you. My co-host is in the, is in the building too. But before you come on, Queen, I got to bring in my next guest. The show is going to stop streaming if you're in the chat room. So if you're listening through the computer, you need to call in 347-205-9089. If you're on the phone, you're good. I'm going to get to you. But if you are listening through the computer, you need to call in. Uh, in the next 10 minutes because you won't be able to hear all of the responses to what this next section we're about to go into, all right? So please call in, 347-205-9089. I got some hands I still got to get to. If I haven't got to you, I'm, I see your hand. If you have a, a comment, question, or feedback that you want to make, this is a monumental show. It's epic. This is one of the most moving shows I've done. Please raise your hand and just give me a comment and say, how it's affected you, or if you've learned something, because we want to make this show is about my audience and giving you tools that you can use immediately. If you go to Instagram and type in Man Leads and just scroll through her post, she doesn't post no crazy stuff on there. She's posting valuable information and excerpts from, she's dropping the breadcrumbs to lead you to some really, really good stuff. All right, so um, please follow on Instagram, check out the page, um, the, 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 the YouTube channel. I spent about an hour tonight watching those videos. I was really pleased because she's really funny and um, with all her foreign languages and rap songs and she's going to expose you to different forms of culture and all that. But right now i got to bring in, this is another drum roll, please. He was going to come on earlier in the show, but he had something um, going on as well. But right now, I want to bring in my pastor. Because I know some people are like, you cursing like that? And your pastor's listening? Well, I'm from the Church of What Works. So I want to bring in a, um, a, a, my, one of my spiritual mentors, one of my brothers from another mother. Um, this, this brother is so profound. I look up to him in so many different ways. And um, today, on my Facebook page, I want to read this to you, Ro, about what he said from one of the comments. Because... Um, remember, you told me I was supposed to ask you this on the show. We never even got to this part. I said, does a woman need a man to lead her? And then women were like, uh, some will say no, others will say yes. Then one woman said, I think need is a little strong of a word. And then um, then somebody was like, uh, I'd, rather have, I'd rather use the word allow. But the reverend came on, and his comment was, he said, the words lead and follow are so loaded with various political dynamite, it's hard to answer this question. 
However, a couple's giftedness and experience will dictate who initiates on different occasions. I think in the end, both sexes need reciprocation and balance. Many women of the past did whatever they could to make the family work so they weren't frozen in a given social structure. I want y'all to put y'all's hands together for my main man, Reverend. Hey, hey brother. I appreciate you for coming on tonight. It's awesome, baby! <laughs> yes, it is. It's an awesome show you got tonight, Kaya. I really, I came in on the part where um, uh, Ro was speaking mm-hmm. to a minute, and uh, I really, really enjoyed your advice. That was profound. Thank you. Is this is will will is this show able to be uh, listened to at a different point in time? Because I want to tell some people to listen to this because oh, what she uh, what she gave was some just real deep wisdom. Tell me, the part. My, tell, tell me the tell me the part exactly because she dropped a lot of wisdom tonight. So you yeah, got to be specific. It was, yeah, it was the um, the conversation she was having about happiness and about how. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how she put it, but in terms of when a woman shows displeasure, you remember that, Ro? Right. A woman shows displeasure, and it, 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 it messes with the man in a certain kind of way. I can't remember exactly where you put it, but that is right. so true. And the idea of uh, being able to um, uh, stay positive and not allow anything to take away and steal your happiness how important that is because mm-hmm. in my work, I see in my work, and I've been, um, I've been pastoring um, a particular church for 28 years, and I have literally seen women tear down their relationships with their attitude and actually uh, give their husbands reasons to abdicate emotionally their commitment to them. Mm-hmm. And they seem to get overwhelmed and with um, almost like their hands are tired, don't know what to do. So <clears throat> many times, um, and I'm not saying the, the men uh, uh, were right for what they did and how they responded, but when they when they came to the um, let's say the knowledge of their of their waywardness, when they came back home or when they emotionally reengaged back into the relationship, they, they paid hell. <laughs> and there was nothing they could do was right. There was always a complaint. There was always something wrong. And some of them got discouraged and just, uh, they didn't leave the home again. They didn't want to go back into that, but mm-hmm. they um, they weren't happy. And I've seen women go old uh, complaining about things for the last 40 years or so, or, or how many years, 20 years, and they are not happy, but they don't have the ability to know how to cut off the complaint meter and begin to take responsibility for the emotional attitude and atmosphere of the home. And so I really, is the book called Man Leads, Women Follows, Woman Follows, Everyone Wins? Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm buying that tonight. I'm buying it for some <laughs> friends of mine uh, because this is, I'm serious, I'm serious. This is an important you're right, Kaya. This is a monumental dis- uh, uh, discussion tonight, and I have just enjoyed I'm talking so much now, but I have truly 
just enjoyed your wisdom um, growth. Thank you so much. Um, I think that it needs to be said that it needs to be understood that women have a natural empathy. Whenever we see something or experience something, we empathize with human experience. So when we watch, for instance, television and movies, we are having an emotional experience different from how men watch television and movies. Mm-hmm. So I like to – I'm sorry? No, I'm saying yes, I agree with you. And so I like to explain to women that this causes a problem often because so many things go into our hearts when we are simply just watching TV. You know, we we begin to – emulate and become and try things out and this is the nature of us. It's the things that make the one of the things that makes us beautiful is how much we emphasize. And that part, the reason that we have this ability is so that we are great carers and nurturers and mothers. But it's a problem when we're watching television and movie and it's teaching us to have this crazy complaining problem. It is not normal. It is craziness. And the, and the more if you have a glimpse outside of the media and outside of this country, you will see that there are women, most women in the world do not have anything to complain about. Most women in the world are not upset with anything. You know, Ro, I, um, the other day I was uh, discussing with uh, um well, it was kind of a little counseling session, but um, with um, some women, and they had um, they had had experiences, negative experiences in childhood, sexual abuse, and mm-hmm. obviously was coloring a lot of their um, relationships. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And 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 so, um, one particular lady actually has a, a person in their life that is really. Um, good for him, for what I can see. But she was allowing her personal experience to, let's say, hold the relationship at bay out of fear or not trusting, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, and I told her, I said, you know, and her biggest complaint is, you know, it's financial. She want to get a, she want to be an independent woman and all that kind of stuff. And I told mm-hmm. her, and I'm going to see how Kaya feels about this. Well, I told her, I said, let me tell you something. And it's almost something I heard you say, Ro, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway, just to see what you think. Um, mm-hmm. I told her, I said, you know, I really believe if you open your heart up and stop pushing love away, your finances and your health and your overall happiness would open up like a cloud, like a, like a cloud full of rain. And you, you, you would you would have a blessing poured out upon you. Now, that's what I said about a couple of days ago. And when I mm-hmm. heard you say something to that, I said, "Wow, that really must have been a a design channel or insight that I pulled out." Now, do you? I mean, I'm 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 attaching that to you, but but I really feel that uh, many women actually push away their prosperity, their health, and their happiness because they allow past experiences to shut down uh, their, their heart. Mm-hmm. 
I, I can I easily explain this to women often by simply saying something like this. Every single day, a woman has so much power, and almost all of our power lies in the fact that we are women. And every single day can be the best day of your life. But you get to decide that. A woman can decide if that's going to be the best day of her life, but she also can inflict that decision on her man and her children. Hmm. There's too much power to not use. There's too much power to not use. <laughs> this, this is this is my my particular feedback on that. I like to bring it from high level down to eye level. The universe, <laughs> the universe is a drive-through window. If you order it, when you pull up to the window, that's what you're going to get. Yep. And I I was posting this earlier. Every ritual or everything that comes out of the mouth is a incantation. So Ro mm-hmm. is a linguist. Ro, Ro is a she's a linguist. She speaks five different languages. She trains children to speak different languages. I would love for her to uh, for 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 uh, Reverend Bullet for you and uh, for you and her to link up to do something down there in Pine Bluff. But she understands different languages and how to communicate things. But when you speak something, when you ask someone, bring me a glass of water. That's still an incantation. It's still magical. But when you utter words that are not so agreeable, that are displeasant, then the universe is still a drive-through window. Like if you order, mm-hmm. I want a, I want a Sprite and I want somebody to spit in it, then when you get to the window, you're going to get a Sprite with a loogie in it. Just like mm-hmm. if you say, people wonder why they don't win the lottery. Because you don't believe you're going to win. You just put that money on there and say, I never win. Well, when you said, I never win, as you were filling out the numbers, the universe was making sure that you were putting down the wrong numbers. And that's why I am fully, I mean, Ro, we just met, and you don't follow me on Facebook, but I have a squad called Team Success, and we have ten rules. Rule number four is no whining and complaining ever. Not mm-hmm. 12 months, but no whining and complaining ever because if you possess the ability of magic and you continue to express things that you are disgruntled about, especially as Reverend Bullard has expressed, things that have happened in the past that you can't revisit. None of us have a time machine because if we had one, we'd be doing all types of other things, but you don't have a time machine. And we get, and we get caught in the past. We get caught in the past. And we, are, and we don't stay present and say that if I stay present, I can create my future. And if I show gratitude now and I show respect to myself, I show respect to my partner, I show love and affection toward myself and love and affection and appreciation toward my partner, my future is guaranteed to be full of grace, to be mm-hmm. full of joy, to be full of rewarding experiences. And that's... a a job as us, I feel like all of us on the line tonight are spiritual teachers who are, even mm-hmm. in our own walk towards enlightenment, it is still one of our uh, karmic paths and recommendations that we also help others who are a little further behind us on the same path. We used to have these same issues and same problems, but now we have insight that we can share with yeah. others. And so that's one of the things. Well, one of the things that I feel is necessary, I think this is a very 
a great this is a very deep conversation. It's a great discussion. Uh, but I think the um, the impact of um, you know obviously history and the society is actually imprisoning uh, women's capacity to release and uh, their love and to release their trust because of you know um, you know real trauma and pain. Uh, because the women I was talking to, many of them have had uh, physical, sexual, and verbal abuse abuse in their life. And sometimes, I guess, when you talk about this thing that's similar to the law of attraction, you know, what you put out, come back, that kind of thing, it sounds so Pollyanna. It sounds so uh, unreal. It is hard for them to, to get over the hurt and pain. He did this to me. They did this to me. You know, they, they, they. And so... Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the question that I want to ask is that is that um, from your experience, role and Tyre, um, what practices or methods that you know that can help women connect back to women who have been abused? I'm saying women women mm-hmm. who had some difficulty that they can connect back to um, their heart center mm-hmm. and begin to allow the love that is in them that's trapped that's stuck to unblock itself and then be able to uh connect with the man in their life or the uh, uh a good man in their life. Well, I usually this is what I say to women and I have been talking to women in Zimbabwe and England and Australia and America and every mm-hmm. place it has been extreme and this is a very common question. And I say to women um what do you want? And it immediately changes their thinking from complaining. Immediate. What do you want? And, you know, it takes a while for women to admit that they would like the love of a man, in a, of a healthy, good man in a committed relationship who is married to them and won't, won't leave. That's what women want. And this is, it is not um, up for debate. This is what women want. This is what we want. And once we, once I can get a woman to admit that this is what she wants, then I suggest that she focuses on what she wants because any other word, one other thought given to what you don't want brings you back backwards. You have what to if be she just focusing. Wants... I'm sorry? I said, what, if, what if she just wants a house, a car, a job? It's never true. It's never true. the case. It's never the case. Every single woman eventually will admit that they actually do want a man. They actually do want his love and devotion. It takes a while, for sometimes maybe 30 minutes, but every single woman will eventually admit that that's what they actually want. Even though women are not presenting themselves as if that's what they want, they dr- definitely uh, most women are not dressing as if that's what they want. They're not acting as if that's what they want. But most, almost all women and every single healthy woman, and most women are healthy, 
healthy enough to give love and healthy enough to receive love, even after abuse. Even after abuse. If you're able to discuss it, to come on the radio and to discuss it and, and talk, this is a level of healing which indicates that you are able to receive love and give love because you're able to communicate. So, you know, if there, when there are, when your love is intact, then the healing that is required from all of those other things can take place. You cannot, we cannot heal from abuse without love. This is impossible. Hmm. It's not possible. You can't do it alone. You can't do it with just a therapist. You need love of someone of the opposite sex. If you are heterosexual, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> you need love from another adult in an intimate way in order to heal from anything, whether it be big or small. And men need the love of a woman through sex in order to heal and to become and to stay whole. We need each other way more than we are used to admitting. And it doesn't need to be a secret anymore. The healing that is required when there is has been abuse can only take place with love. So you have to focus on getting your love together. You've got to get yourself together in order to attract the right love, the right man or the right, right woman, then mm-hmm. that's what you need to do because the healing is not going to take place unless you are actively loved. And all of this is being, uh, and all of this, what you're talking about now, is discussed in the book, Man Leads, Women Follow, Everyone Wins. Yes, yes it is. It doesn't go wow. into details about abuse, but it definitely does go into detail about how we need each other and what it does to us. Reverend Bullard, you can't go nowhere. Hold up. Everybody stay right there because my co-host is biting at the bit. She's here. She she had to take care of some business. Mercury, like I said, Mercury retrograde had uh, had her way with her as well. Everybody had some family stuff to to get into at the same time. So me as an astrologer, I'm just... Loving it right now, but I got to bring her in. Before I do, I want everybody to go to you to YouTube as well and type in the mind of grace, all one word. Go to YouTube and type in the mind, M-I-N-D, of grace and on YouTube. That's including you too, Ro, because this brother who's on the line right now, I mean, he's he's a humble spirit, but he dropped some heavy, heavy stuff. And I really want you all to subscribe to his channel as well, The Mind mm-hmm. of Grace, because he's not your ordinary <laughs> he's not your ordinary uh, pastor running the mill. You know, uh, he's I mean, Christ consciousness just to say the least of what this brother is presenting. But please, everybody, go follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Mind of Grace. Pick out your favorite, post it on Facebook, on your social networks. But also, we're still using the hashtag tonight, Man Leads. And with that being said, i got to bring in one of my super favorite females of all time, my co-hostess with the mostest. She's normally here on every Monday night. She's, she's here. On, she's here. She just has some life happens. It's okay. But she's been holding on, listening patiently 
for um, for a little while, and I got to bring her in because she's been texting me like, boy, you better open yeah. my line. So uh, without further ado, Beauty Queen. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you all hear me? It's awesome, Hi. baby. Peace, love, and blessings to everyone. It's been uh, amazing listening to this conversation. It is so delicious, and I just cannot wait to come in and join in. So thank you for having me. Well, you know, it's partly your show, too, so come on, and you got something to say. You got makeup for lost time. I'm, I could be over here with laryngitis or something, so give me some of your feedbacks and comments, you know, to our to our guest tonight, you know what I'm saying, and uh, just, you know, on whatever uh, that you want to, wherever you want to pick up on where we're at right now. Well, um, so, yeah, I've been listening since the caller, the last caller, the sister called in, and... um. Yes, I mean, there's a lot that I agree with. Um, I I did finally hear um, the self-love piece. And, and, you know, that's what my work is all about. And we can sit up and talk about what women should do, how they need to let go of this, how they need to heal from that, um, you know, how they need, a lo- need the love of a man and all those things. And all those things are correct. But we can't really talk about those things until we talk about self-love and self-acceptance. You know, and I finally heard it come out, and I was like, oof, thank you. But, you know, I feel like there's, like, all this attention to what women need to do and what they need to let go of. But um, it's like this dismissive energy or this dismissive ideas of the pain that women carry. I mean, two out of three women have been sexually assaulted. Women Mm -hmm. are carrying a lot of pain a lot, and most of us don't have the tools. We don't know how to let go. We don't know how to heal, you know, and so we keep getting into these relationships because we keep, we keep hearing, we need a man, we need a man. Well, we can't even attract good, healthy men if we're not good and healthy ourselves. So I wanted to bring that to the conversation. Can I respond to that? Absolutely. <laughs> I... um. I did a um, a message that was entitled Jesus and the Lost Goddess. And um, the concept that I dealt with in that particular uh, message was when I look at the genitalia of a man versus a woman, men are like swords, women are like cups. Now, I, I look at that and I say a woman, a cup holds. Therefore, a woman's womb holds the energy of a man, the energy of a child, the energy of everybody who's connected to her. Women hold things. Now, if that cup is not cleansed, if that cup is chipped and it's a crack, it it, it means that that woman has a problem and she needs to be uh, healed or she needs to be cleansed. But I think that cleansing, spiritual cleansing is important for a woman. And I think that many times women are so giving, they're so always nurturing others that they don't take time to truly give themselves a thorough spiritual cleansing. I'm not talking about a bath. I'm not talking about some type of physical thing. I'm talking about a spiritual 
cleansing. One of the tools that I have found, and Kaya knows this well, um, I have found from our teacher, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, is the ability to have a spiritual cleansing. Now, he has a product out uh, called the Medallion of, of Sanctification that is like a spiritual cleansing. I really feel that many women who need something, of just people, men, period, but I'm talking about women tonight, really need to focus in on a spiritual cleansing to get that negative energy out of their womb. I have talked to many, uh, I've talked to uh, 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 medical doctors, uh, uh, naturopaths, and they oftentimes talk about that when women have certain problems with nurturing, coming from their relationship with their mother or their father, it affects the right or the left breast. I don't know how your researchers have converted that worldwide role. I would be interested to know that. But how the inability to, to hold, the inability, the inability to cleanse negative energy and holding on to the remnants of past and broken relationships um, is really troubling because, as they say, if mama's not happy, no one's happy. And um, and so I think that this is something that we need to talk about. One other point that mm-hmm. I stop, and that is, I think the church needs the church um, um, for the past well, whatever. Just the church. I really think that the fact that the church does not have many, except the Catholic Church, but really, it, it's a well. Let me just say this. I think the church has played a part a part in this because. The church does not have a goddess. And I think that if we I believe think, if, amen, if, I'm a stay. If, if we if we believe that man and woman that God made man and woman in his image, that means that some part of God, a large part of God, <laughs> is is feminine. Mhm. But there is no image in terms of no icon particularly in the, in the Protestant churches, the Catholic church gets back when they have Mary. But, but you know, she's kind of reduced a little bit. But we do not have, we do not have God as female in our culture. And the question is, a man can rise from, boy, all the way up to divinity because God's the Father, our Father. But how far does a woman rise? She gets to a certain point and it stops because there is no divine feminine image, God mother. And I think that's one of the things that I've corrected in my church and because I speak about Sophia and, and, and my church from that tradition, my art and others, I think we have to recover in the woman the divine image of her as a representation of the creator. And I think mm-hmm. that's a part that begins to help women connect all the way up from all the way up to the top. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's Absolutely. Important. Absolutely. I'm so happy to hear you say that as a um a minister, you know, with, with the congregation. I'm so excited. You know, that's that's um revolutionary. You know, and <laughs> not only not only the divinity of women, but her sexuality. You know, our sexuality sexuality has been demonized and shut down. And that's a lot of times why women shut down. So if, and so the work that I do particularly is with women and their sexual energy. 
you know, and this this being a pathway to their self-love and self-acceptance because they can't do, we cannot do anything without that. There is no, I'm going to attract a man and I'm going to have a healthy, no. If I don't have a healthy relationship with myself, if I can't accept myself, love myself, there is no healthy relationship with any man. And the woman is the first teacher. She's the first nurturer. She's the first everything. So if the women are broken and we are raising the children, which is ultimately humanity, and how are we, what's, you know, how are the men showing up? And how are we, if we're broken, how are the men healthy? Well, I actually don't agree with that all the way. I think that healing yourself is automatically attracting good men at the same time. Bettering yourself and being positive and creating a healthy spiritual cleanse, as was said before, will automatically attract positivity. So, you know, we it's not necessary to say that one needs to happen before the other because it's going to happen simultaneously. This is an automatic thing. Light is attracted to light. Right, we agree. And, but what I'm saying is we, you and I have some level of, you know, education, information, we've been exposed to different ideas, right? But what about people who don't have, they don't know? Everyone everyone has the ability and everyone can start from somewhere. And, you know, this is the reason why I said that you have to start with a choice to be happy and positive. This is a choice and a habit. This is the easiest and quickest way. To heal, to begin to heal yourself. And if people don't know exactly how to do it, one of the fastest ways to change your mood is through music. Everybody knows this. This is the fastest way to keep yourself positive throughout the day or quickly positive if you become upset. And, you know, it, it seems like a quick fix or something that is Pollyanna, as was stated before, but this is simple because it's simple. And and we don't need always to put our power of ourselves in someone else's hands. We have the power to immediately change our thinking and our hearts and our lives through our our thinking and our hearts and our lives. Period. Mhm. We don't disagree on that. I agree with you. So you know, there, there there are, men deal with things differently than women, way differently. And men don't necessarily need to talk things through like women do. You know, we had a, call, a caller earlier who said that she wasn't always willing to talk, you know, but that is a method that works with women mostly. Um, there, men, there are men who are able to deal with things in various ways, and, and there are several healthy men able to love women, contrary to popular belief, and wanting to. But Amen. if there are women who are constantly, we are unknowingly, constantly pushing men away. And guess what? Men are not the villains. That's, we need to stop thinking of men as being villains. Unhealthy men are villains, but this is a very small majority of men. Most men live to see women happy. 
live. This is their purpose and joy. Fills them up to see their woman happy. It is abnormal for a man to enjoy a woman's despair. And I'm going to tell you something, I'm sorry? I'm going to tell you something. I I appreciate you. I really do. For for saying those words. We, We need to understand this is man's nature. Man, it is not a man's nature to want to hurt a woman. That's propaganda. That's TV. Men cannot stand the sight of a hurt woman. Most men want to throw up at the sight of a hurt woman. They may not be able to express this to you the way that I can, and that's what I'm here for. But men need women to be happy. It makes their life worth living. We have to understand this is where men come from. This is the essence of them. They are our servants in this way. They live for us. And when we are able to understand that a man's main purpose in life is to please women, his mother, his wife, his daughter, this nothing makes a man more happy than to see his family happy. Nothing. And the hits just keep on coming. I want to. I, I, I got to Hold on. I got to. I got to interject right here because I want to give another one of the things Queen said was how. Okay, when you make the choice to allow a man to love you, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, in astrology, it's called a Scorpio syndrome because Scorpios hold grudges more than any other of the other twelve signs. And to get past that, to hold a grudge is the same thing as sabotaging your spiritual growth. You cannot grow while you're holding on to us while you're holding on to a grudge. That's what forgiveness is all about. And it pains us so much when we try to love women and they have this grudge. Right now, my mother has a grudge against my father. My mother's living. My father passed away in 2002, and she's still holding the same grudge. You understand? I live with this on a daily basis. It pains me. That's why I know exactly what you're saying is the facts. It pains me that she will not allow certain uh, dynamics of my love to enter into her life because she associates me as picking his side when I was... 12 years old, not a man yet, and now she's still holding a grudge against a, a man who's now in the grave and, and her son who's now an adult. But there's, there's still days when I don't feel complete because I'm not even allowed. I'm not even allowed. There's nothing I can do. I'm very, very, very powerful. I can do a lot of things physically. But when a, when a woman just says, no, I'm not going to allow you to come in and I'm not going to receive the love from you, that really hurts a man. I mean, like, it's, it's, it can be very torturous, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it's on that woman to say, I'm going to allow men. Because what you talk about is what comes about. This is the whole danger of the... What about syndrome? 
when you talk about the men in the minority who who are abusive to women, well, what about these men? Well, what a, you give them more power? Dr. Malachi York, my first spiritual grandmaster, said to kill the devil. Stop talking about the devil. The more mm. you speak, the more you speak about the devil, the more power you give him. You want to kill the devil? Stop talking about him. Stop responding to him. The word respond, when you break it down, is R-E hyphen S-P-A-W-N. And spawn means to give life to. When God said, I breathed breath into man and I made him a living soul, but you were made in his own image, that means anything you breathe breath into, you give life to. So that's why I always say no whining and complaining. I would love to have a show where it was strictly about the gratitude of strong men. You know, but then there's there's always this interjection, but what about, but what about? But what about if we stop talking about them? But what about if we stop giving them attention? They will cease to exist. It's a scientific fact that it doesn't exist until you pay attention to it. Mm. And, and 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 that's the media. The media and 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 those I don't even want to say somebody's under that spell because it's a choice to be up under a spell. It's a choice to be free. Nobody can stop you from doing something that you put your heart's desire in. So that includes forgiveness. That includes allowing men to be men, allowing you to be a woman, to be the choice. My plain choice is always the example I gave earlier. If a woman enters a room, if a man and a woman are entering the room and on the bed they have to get dressed to go out that night, and there's a $10,000 beautiful gown, and a $10,000 suit of armor. If you run as a female and grab the suit of armor because you feel you need to be protected, then you only leave the man the gown to wear. And by nature, he's not going to wear the gown. He'll walk around and be naked, which may be embarrassing to you, or if he puts on the gown, he's embarrassing. But you have to be wary of your choices, ladies. You have to be choices because you are the first teacher. You are the strongest Magi. So when you make your decision to let the man lead, you're actually benefiting the entire family. It doesn't mean that you can't guide. It doesn't mean that you can't guide. Leadership doesn't mean he's the only guide in there and he's a – leading doesn't mean dictator. Leading doesn't mean Adolf Hitler or uh, Joseph Stalin or anything like that. It just means the accountable person. But women are, and, and, and men are built for that. They're built for that physical task that comes along with that. And women being more malleable, more emotionable, and even more sensible at times, when their emotions are not going haywire, then they're going um, to give a stronger uh, family support from the uh, devotee side. If you don't like the word follower, you can use the word devotee, the cheerleader, as a mentee said earlier. We need more. We need more cheerleaders. Men are not natural cheerleaders. That's not us. You know what I mean? That's not how we're built. We're not because we don't have the emotional content. And if you do your research, men weren't even designed by women like that. Does anybody know why the testicles are so far from the heart? That's because the women scientists made them that way. The women scientists made them that way. That Adam and Eve story, that's some bullshit. Didn't no woman come from no man's ribs? 
That's some straight bullshit. <laughs> you understand? Okay, so look. So then when we, so when we get into this story, right, about what female science is making men, this is 